0: What's new, listeners? I'm Arthur Howell, the host of Two Sense Critic. If you're in the mood for reviews of books, movies, and TV shows, then join in. Today, we'll be covering Legendborn, the YA contemporary fantasy novel by Tracy Dion. And today, I'm joined by the two co hosts of the book podcast Hot Hardcover Hoes. Everyone, please welcome Sam Dixon and Sammy Scorstad.
1: Woo! Do we applaud? Do we applaud for ourselves? Because so. I will. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm Sam Dixon.
2: I'm Sammy.
0: Spursman. Hey. Yes. Yeah, I'm glad to have you on. I, I'm I'm glad to have you guys on. And I've been listening Thank to your you podcast for a while, or so.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we're really so exciting. excited to be here.
0: Yes. Yeah. And yeah, so let's, let's just get you know dive right into the into the, into the book. So so first, we'll be giving our general thoughts and feelings on Legend One. And, yeah, so so Sam, let's start off with you. What are your thoughts and feelings? Non-spoilery.
1: I, non-spoilery, okay, I think going into YA as uh, somebody in their early 20s, it becomes a little bit difficult for me to fully accept that 16- and 17-year-olds can just very quickly adapt to, le- to having their world turned upside down with magic, Um so I think for me there was so much hype surrounding this book especially that I was expecting this to be like the best thing I've ever read and it was very good but I think I I felt t- it felt a lot like the first book in a fantasy series which it was so I guess that was fine but it was very much that a uh, TikTok audio of like all the different sounds and mumbles and stuff like that that you can't really understand, it felt like that for me for the first like 200 pages, and then I was like, okay, I'm enjoying this. Okay,
0: okay, that's interesting. And so, what do you what do you, what do you say that you generally did you generally like the book though?
1: or? Yeah, absolutely. I think by the time I stopped being confused about some hierarchy things in the book, I was like, okay, I'm into this. <laughs>
0: just definitely a lot of info to get dumped on you a lot of exposition there was
1: there was
0: <laughs> and okay so and Sandy what are your thoughts and feelings on Legend One
2: So I really enjoyed this book um I think this was really nostalgic for me cuz this was this genre was like my bread and butter when I was first like a really hardcore reader in middle school and early high school and stuff like I was all into the Cassandra Clare books and you know just like the normal like book stand like mid 2010s type books you know um (laughs) so this felt very it also I got a lot of um we recently read Ninth House and the Atlas Six and um I felt like there were all like very similar Vibes with that too, like secret society mm-hmm. competition for entering the secret society. Um, so I really enjoyed. It. Again, I like I did kind of I let go and I just was like, I'm just not gonna understand what's gonna happen for a little bit, and that's okay. I'm just gonna just gonna vibe. I'm just gonna read it. I'm gonna vibe. Um, Sam and I were texting and we were kind of talking about how we were like confused a little bit and. <laughs> she was and it was um she was like and then at the end she finished she goes i think i would have understood a lot more if i knew the myth of like arthur or like just the whole story of king arthur and excalibur and all of that which obviously like near the end no spoilers but like it does kind of resemble that uh myth which makes sense it's like okay I get it now and so when I finished I was like oh yeah okay I kind of wish I knew the whole story around that <laughs> yeah. but um, yeah I genuinely really enjoyed it I'm excited to see where um, the next book will go with it and I like the characters I really liked um, Cell because I'm of just course. Yeah, sure. for the dark haired morally gray character you know um, yes, yes. so yeah yeah,
0: All right. And uh, and and as for me, I would say, and I, and I want also want to say the sequel comes out in July, which is pretty exciting. July.
1: I so. saw that it's like 800 page, 600 or 800 pages or something like that. So I'm excited, though, because I think one of my only critiques of this book was I felt like the pacing was a little off. So I think with more pages, probably the pacing will be a little bit better.
0: Yeah, okay, so so the pacing so I definitely think Sam uh Sam, you're right, that the pacing is a little a little wonky in the, in in this first book. But, you know, overall I very much, you know, I I found it to be a, a delight to read really and and I w- and I went into this knowing that there was a lot of hype around it. And I feel like sometimes when you do when you read a book that just has so much, you know, love surrounding it, sometimes you go into it and you come out the other end thinking, oh, well, you know, it was nice, but maybe I didn't enjoy it as much as other people. And maybe, I don't know, like, at, at the end of it, like, I, I enjoy after f- finishing the book, I did enjoy it, but I feel like looking back on it, like, in in a few days, to the past, since I finished it, I think my, uh, my feelings, my feelings about this book have grown even more, more positive. I just, you know, I really enjoyed the, so the the missiles that uh that came into the story in you know uh, to, to King Arthurian, the King of Syrian legends and the story and f- being able to follow, you know, brie the main character, as she's trying to infiltrate the secret society and learn the truth about her about what happened to her mother. And so and and, and, and Sal Sal is uh, definitely a, a great a great part of that as well. I enjoyed him quite a bit. <laughs> and also, also, reading reading this book, it also gave me, it, it reminded me a lot of uh, Mortal Instruments and Blood and Ash. And there was something else it reminded me of. But yeah, because I Mortal Instruments because of like fighting demons, Blood and Ash because of the like, hierarchy. And then... Oh,
1: wow. You're so right. I didn't and- even think about Blood and Ash.
0: Yes, yes oh and also and, and you're of, right and, and, and game because of the way that they the them mani- being manipulated into living weapons and then just thrown into a war so they shouldn't even had to fight in the first place so and, and those games is, is pretty much like that as well, well yeah so, but but yeah I, I so i, I <laughs> yes
2: oh i was just gonna say like oh it's, it's, the it's okay Yeah, yeah. I was just saying, like, the Mortal Instruments and, like, because that was, I was reading this and I, like, just the nostalgia I felt for, like, I was completely taken back to when I was so deep in the throes of, like, the Mortal Instruments and the Infernal Devices specifically were my favorite. And the whole Fighting Demons thing. And so I was texting Sam and I was like, can you, like, can we reread those? And so, yeah.
1: Truth be told, I've never actually read any Cassandra Clare, but I was texting Sammy because the one thing that this book did make me think of, not having actually read Cassandra Clare books, but I know she has like the weird little incest trope in there. But it made me think the whole time that Brie and Nick were going to turn out to be siblings, which I was almost right on, by the way. It was close. It was a very close okay. incest trope there. But the whole time I was, th- I was thinking about that. I was like, oh, no, is this the reason that she's going to be able to love Cell? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But that's what I was thinking about. Oh, uh, yeah, but... <laughs> okay, but, <laughs> sorry i had to be the one to bring up incest um <laughs> yeah
0: but yeah <laughs> nostalgia Sam, sammy that is the right word nostalgia um yeah i i really did not enjoy this and i feel like the only yeah, pacing pacing was definitely an issue for me also so the exposition dumping i feel like there, there could have been a better way to deliver i don't know because blood and ash can get really exposition heavy as well and just so much info like oh here here are how the hierarchies work here are how here are how the powers work here's who who's connected to who and the bloodlines mm-hmm. and i feel like that does yeah. come up in, in legend one with like oh my gosh there's so much info and i'm trying to take down some i'm trying to i'm trying to condense all of this info on my notes i don't know even know if i really understand fully understand all of this i may not get the info right on this podcast so just to put up that disclaimer. Uh, the-
2: the in, At the end of the book, because I, like, read the hard copy, there's a chart of all of the bloodlines yeah. and stuff and who's connected yes. to it. So there's, like, literally, there's... So, yeah, the so author, it's confusing the author in my head. new. Oh, yeah. I mean, I didn't yes. realize <laughs> there was a chart until I finished reading it. So, like, it would have been nice if I could have, like, yeah. looked back and been like, oh, okay, okay. But and then I finished the book and flipped the page and I was like, "Oh my God, there's a cheat sheet I could have been using the whole time." So
1: I think probably the point of putting it at the end too was like to pre- like prevent you from learning that Brie is, is Arthur. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I was telling Sammy I didn't yeah, want to take yeah, wait, notes while I was wait, reading because I it, what
2: quick interjection when do what? we start doing spoilers? Are we talking spoilers now? Are we? Oh. So, spoilers
0: so haven't started yeah, yet. I can, either, I, can, I can just either like, cut that out or maybe put up a spoiler <laughs> warning in the show notes before that starts. I'll figure things out. But it's okay. So. Oops. It, it, it's <laughs> a, it's a, I'll did figure things really? out. So, oh, okay. So, we'll, we'll start, so, so, right now, we're going to give our wind up scores for the book. So, that is a score ranging from 0 to 100. After that, then we'll oh. dive, falling into the, fall in the plot breakdown and the spoilers.
1: Oh no. Okay. Numbers. Math has never been my specialty. I just (laughs) want you all to know (laughs) it's a common occurrence on our podcast. Well, just, you know,
0: whatever, 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 whatever pops out of, whatever whatever pops out of you, whatever number you feel like is best, you know, out of a hundred. I'm going to
1: go with, I'm going to go with an 87. 87. My, My reasoning is I did really enjoy the book. The pacing really had me and I felt like if it took me a long time to accept the new magic system and hierarchy, I feel like it should have taken Brie longer <laughs> to, to accept it as well. She was like, day two, okay, I'm in. I'm going to be a page. Whatever else is happening, cool. Now I know all the terms. I was like, when did we learn all the terms? I don't know those terms. Um, so that, But I overall really enjoyed the story. I felt It felt like a really good just adventure to be on. Um, and so I'm going to go 87. Okay.
0: And Sammy, what is your wind-up score?
2: I think I might do a 90. Because I think for the nostalgia reasons, like, it was just, I so very much enjoy that. But also, it's like, mm-hmm. so it was a YA, so they're 16, but it also took place on a college campus. So at least she's, like, she's technically in high school, but it was a way to venture into, like, high school age while they're not on so like I appreciated it was a little more mature for YA I guess um, yeah some of the information dumping was a little just like but like I think I early on I was just like whatever I'll figure like, it'll all click into place eventually <laughs> maybe I'll maybe I'll, under, I'll understand it in the second book but I'm enjoying this now I loved Cell um, yeah so I loved Bree and I'm like there were enough mysteries and things and I'm like I do want to read the next one, so yeah, I'm gonna go with a ninety. Mm. We'll go with a ninety. Yeah,
0: okay.
1: you just had to one up me by three points. I mm.
2: did.
0: Mm. I did. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> and all right. And as for me, I'll give will give a wide up score of ninety as well. You know, I, I'm it for all the same reasons you did. Also, I feel, like, I feel like I feel like I I feel like I was I'm, I was to forget to bring this up. I feel like so representation wise, I feel like he really did a really great job. It just was the way mm-hmm. like, you know it, it's just nice to read a book that has like a a, a black female character and just I, I won't go won't go into spoilers but there's also like the author's notes that tracy dion has at the end and i liked reading that did he did happen to read the author's note at the end okay because i, I enjoy reading reading that in a way that she integrated like real life info into the into the book and and, then, and there are also like other ways well it felt like there was you know, we were also like inclusive, like, inclusive supporting characters that were in the book, and it just made it feel more realistic and just more like people's life. And I don't know, like, I just really enjoyed that the way the representation was used in this book. So, yeah, I, I completely agree with that.
2: Non binary representation, we had some bi representation, some
3: yeah. lesbian
2: representation, really. Yeah the kind of yes. but it was like the covered kind of hit all the big ones covered the board but in a very organic way it didn't mm-hmm. feel mm-hmm. forced so yeah i That's i really correct. appreciate when authors do that yeah
1: mm-hmm. i and, totally agree yes
0: all right so yeah so those are all the lineup scores and before i head into the book i just want to say that there are a lot of trick of warnings here I'll, I'll cover them now for uh grief racism misogyny Deaths of parents, car accidents, uh, slavery, anxiety attacks, war, and uh, mentions of rape and transphobia. Which I would say, so so. Just pause here because transphobia—that was something I saw in the trigger warnings. I didn't, I didn't pick up on it until I looked up look at, at the trigger warnings that other people had put up for the book. And then I mm-hmm. and then I go back over the book and I think, oh, maybe that, maybe that's how the transphobia pops up. What do you, what do you?
1: I think, I think it was with Greer's character. Yeah. I think in the same way, I, I there were a few characters who were rude to, who were being, not rude, but racist to Bree. And I think they were also being transphobic to Greer. But I don't remember specifically, but I, my brain says that happened. So yeah. I think it must have.
0: <laughs> yeah. I would say the same thing too. Alright, so yeah, so those are the trigger warnings, and now let's get full on into the plot breakdown, so listeners, if you don't want spoilers, or you haven't, uh, or, or, you know, I'll figure out what to do, you know, early on, but if you haven't, if you don't want spoilers, then you can move on out of here, or if you have got the book, or you don't care about spoilers, then you can stay right here. And, and so, so, at the beginning of the book... Brie is, well, at, at first we get the prologue, and that's where we learn about her mom She apparently died in a car crash And Brie is, she's gonna be uh, going off to the early college program at UNC Chapel Hill with her friend Alice And there's this police officer who is apparently at the hospital with Brie and and her dad And things are, things are a little suspicious with the officer, obviously
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Well, it
2: was the and, little glimmer, the little like there's a light. Yes. there's something glowing. There's something, and then we go. Okay, so there's going to be some supernatural magic stuff going on. at yes. this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: And, and and then and then also she also mentions proceeding like proceeding to enter a state called that she calls after Bree. Which kind of like you know, mm-hmm. knocks away her love for her mom and her grief behind walls, and just the way that grief w- was portrayed in this book, I found was very compelling, and like very very um, uh, emotional, and you know that's why I put out the trigger warnings for grief in this because this book deals quite heavily with grief and warning. and I just I like the way that it was depicted here.
1: Yeah, I I think it felt extremely um, realistic. It was a very vulnerable kind of grief. Like we see Bree, you know, wanting to not only act out in a way that she normally wouldn't by like, knowing that if she goes off campus, She could get expelled, you know, things like this, but she doesn't anyway. There's a lot of like, I think we saw her go through all of the stages of grief. There was like the denial in the prologue where she's like, I don't cry for my mother's death or something because she's denying that it happened at the beginning. You know, Mm -hmm. she's got this rebellious kind of stage at the beginning of even to go to UNC because her mom didn't want her to. And she did that anyways, you know, things like this. And then we, you know, see the progression between her being like, okay, now I'm kind of, now I'm depressed and now here's this. And then eventually like acceptance toward the end, you know, this book is kind of in a way like a long analogy about grief
0: hmm.
1: with magic.
2: <laughs> it's magic.
0: And yeah. So and Sammy, what are your thoughts?
2: Yeah. I, I really appreciated, um, Her whole journey with grief and, you know, wanting to. And like, I think her battle with, okay, is this, am I seeking revenge? Is this seeking justice for my mother? Is this, I think she didn't really know what she needed to um, when she started this journey. And then, like, I think just right off the bat with going to the quarry. And Alice was like, we can't do this, this isn't like you, all this stuff. It was just her trying to feel something, trying to feel like get something of herself back, figure out what her new self is in this like after Brie form, I guess. And yeah, so it's just I think it and I personally haven't felt that level of grief before. And so I can't really fully relate to like, yes, that's what I felt or that's what the process is like or anything like that. But I can picture myself behaving in a way that Brie did of kind of putting those walls up and the way she had to survive afterwards. I'm like, yeah, I would probably do something similar. I would probably bit, like act out in that way or push people away or... Because I do kind of do the isolating thing. And so I think it was really, it was it was a cool, I think, undertone of the whole story to see her go through that. Um, and also kind of learn more about the process of grief myself. Because, I mean, like I said, I am a little inexperienced in that realm. So, yeah. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Yeah and yeah so I I have the same thoughts as well I mean I guess I've had I've had people uh in my life pass away but I don't think I haven't I I haven't gone qu- gone quite through this kind of experience where someone who was really close to me just you know uh you know like died tragically and uh, so, even, so even though I haven't quite been in, in that same uh in that same place I can also I can also relate to relate to be and it was all the emotions she's going through and how she's not she's not process she's not you know she she's not she's not processing her you know just the sorrow that she's feeling and uh and how she has and it's funny because i actually watched it i watched the movie like disguise everywhere on apple tv plus and that also deals heavily with grief as well so and, and that was that. also the same thing with also the main character you, you saw mm-hmm. it too.
2: I was just gonna say I haven't seen yeah. it yet, but I saw the trailer for it, and it looks really good. I have it on my list, so I, I do want to watch it. But I can see how that would be similar. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because the main the main character also she is, she she's grieving her sister, and she also does not also she she she, she doesn't treat it and also in a in a manner that's really great for her life. That's 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 good for its that's good for us to you know to move forward, and so it you know it was it was interesting you know to read that kind of process in this book, and just the way it unfolds, and 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 at the end I found it very you know very cathartic when she's able to you know reach the the point that she gets to at the end of the book, and I just you know really enjoyed that, and mm-hmm. then. And, and then and then we skip ahead uh, six months to three and Alice uh, again going off to UNC and also so so three is sixteen years old, uh, <laughs> quite young.
1: Yeah, she's young.
0: Then again, Harry Potter was like it I
1: think also if I was an if I was in the YA range, yeah, if I was in the YA age range when I read this I think I would have absolutely eaten it up like it would have been a 10 out of 10 uh like read for me because it had everything that I loved when I was reading at that time I think just as an adult it's hard for me to picture 16 year olds being like I don't know cast into magical wars like I love I love fantasy and I love YA still but for me I think it yeah, yeah, like Percy. Oh my God, like that was the shit for me. But I felt like I was having a hard time accepting it.
0: <laughs> and yeah, but the early the early college program also uh, uh, Chasey Dion does notes and the author's note and the author's notes. So that's not actually real. She just kind of made that up. She she made that up for the book. Let's say you know understandable. Oh, like, you know that's you know what do you what do you, I feel like what you gotta do to get to start speeding along? You know. Could, could yeah, not as many as secret
1: societies well. in high school.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and and I like I like I like I like the bit where uh where Alice is like, I hate tiny parties. They force one into constant exertion and Bree says, Did you just Jane Austen me?
2: Yes. <laughs> it also made me I like loved good. their literary Mm -hmm. it also made me think of the great gatsby of like yeah i was i was just saying it also made me think of the great gatsby too with i mean we don't need to uplift f scott Fitzgerald any more than he already is but with the whole like uh like big parties are so intimate small parties are like i don't know it was like that whole line or whatever so like all the literary oh yeah yeah.
1: Look at you. Make it a reference.
2: <laughs> it was from the movie, not the book, technically, but. Oh. <laughs> I, was, like, I was thinking of the well, movie. Whatever, whatever. It's fine.
0: Whatever form you consume. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And there's also the Star Wars thing that comes out right after that when. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember when, when Addison then is like, Addison says, who's the literary nerd? The quoter or the one who recognizes the quote? And then he says, did he <laughs> just stop with me? And Addison says, nah, you he helped you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Mood. I love that. I loved their friendship a lot.
0: I did actually. Me too. I think Addison. Addis, I was in the, be- in the beginning of the book. I enjoyed Alice, and then as the book goes on, I was in, I was all, I was continuing to appreciate how Alice gets drawn more into the story. And then at the end, it's like, oh, she's forty; like, she knows everything now. She knows all about the legend of ones and the order of the round tables. So I wonder, I I, I, well, I know we're jumping ahead of things. I know, but we're already deep into the spoiler stuff. So now I want to throw out this fa- theory about whether or not maybe Alice could end up getting inducted into the order in the next book. Or Absolutely. She'll be able to wield magic somehow.
1: I foresee this. I definitely hope there's more Alice in book two because now she's like she knows she's in the know. She's got the info. I think I could definitely see her uh like actually being indicted into (laughs) (laughs) the their secret society kind of vibes. Um, at least as some role. uh, yeah, like in some shape and form, I think she definitely could play a bigger role than she did in this book, which is exciting. I love uh, two strong female friends. Yes.
2: Yeah, yeah, I also...
0: Yeah. Oh, yes, yes.
2: Oh, I was just going to say, I appreciate it. since it, I mean, it was by a... And it's like, obviously, this whole, like, these 16-year-olds are going to save the world. Type thing and they're given all this responsibility and usually they just run with it and parents aren't necessarily involved but I liked that there was a little bit of realism with the fact that she did reach out to her dad Bree's dad of like like it was like okay why aren't there adult more adults involved when there's this type of level of shit happening like that level of frustration <laughs> of like okay you would involve an adult at some point and so I <laughs> That she was a good friend and she reached out to Bree's dad when things were going to shit, you know? And yeah. was, it was like that would happen. So
0: I know but, and also when I, when when she does that, it's like there's a part of me that's that's like, Oh, why are you being a little rat? But then <laughs> you yeah, the snitch like, okay, okay, but you know, it's good for you to do this. It's like you're caring for you're caring for Bree. You know, you're being you're actually being loyal to her, you're looking out for her, you wanna take care of her.
2: It's the mature it do, does Ultimately, Yeah, it's mature. <laughs> yeah.
1: And on that level, that shows like how deep their friendship runs, you know, because yeah. I think newer friends would be too afraid to snitch to a parent, yeah. but I think like a, a, the deeper your friendship goes, the more likely you are to be like, ah, uh, okay, bitch, chill, chill, chill. Let's <laughs> let let's set you back on the right track. <gasps>
0: Uh, yeah, I really did enjoy. The, yeah, again, the, like I keep been saying, the friendship between Alice and Vee, and just nice to see that because you know sometimes I, sometimes I read books and it's like, oh, why are so many so many like young women or just, like, girls or women fighting against each other? Should they be friends? And <laughs> good girls, com- good girl complex by Elle Kennedy kind of has that same thing. And... <laughs> but yeah, so it, it's nice. To, it's nice to see that you know. Friendship in, in Legend 1. Mm-hmm. And, and then, Absolutely. Yes, so, and, and then, so in the beginning, Bree so goes quarry diving with Alice and witnesses Selwyn, Kane, or Sel for short, and another student, uh, Taurus, are both taking down a demon at his at party. And Sel tries to wipe Bree's memory of this event, but the spell does not last on her. Ooh, mystery.
1: Mystery. <laughs> <laughs> and, can
0: we
2: and then, talk and then, about how oh, I want to talk about how when she sees Cell, it was such a <laughs> I don't know if you've read A Court of Thorns and Roses, but it was such a oh yes, resand yep. introduction of like he was beautiful. And it was like, Oh, okay, so it's it's yeah. gotta be it's gotta be him. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, I
0: didn't I didn't think about that, but I have actually Aquatana theory, you a of it and but yeah, that's good comparison good connection to make.
1: she was literally like he's the most beautiful painfully beautiful person I've ever seen in my entire life <laughs> tall dark and handsome <gasps> look at his tattoos it was all of that kind of stuff that I was like eight. okay we met the love interest exciting let's go <laughs> <laughs> I'm with it <laughs> nice.
0: and yeah and, th- and then uh, and then three uh, and Alice gets driven home by a by a police officer, Deputy Norris. and we get we get a bit of you know racism here. And mm-hmm. he calls a he calls a girlfriend, which made me deeply uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, cringe. Uh huh.
0: <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, what was it? what, is, what did, he, did he say the affirmative action here, or was that I know the other guys, Va- Vaughn. He mm-hmm. said the, he said he said the affirmative action. But did Norris bring that up here, or am I confusing that?"
1: I think so. I think so.
0: It was something like that, yeah. But
1: yeah. And... Yeah, because she was they were uh he was saying how like Alice probably like she, he said like how did you get in or something and she was like scholarships or something like that and then Bree had Bree was like merit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: That's and yeah, so that vibe you know definitely made me you know feel me. It was it, it was a little itchy. But then it didn't really mm-hmm. progress anything more than that. But still, it uh, obviously do are have many, unfortunately, real life encounters that do progress way more than that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Oof. And mm-hmm. then, and and then uh, when when the it was, and the Soul ends up like ba- Noah N- 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 ends up having to bow down to Soul and Tor, mm-hmm. basically. So then, then it's like, wait, so how do they know each other? Is is uh is deputy no Nor- also part of this whole this whole scheme this whole legend one crap
2: <laughs> right and it was like also and and it, it was why is this police officer bowing down to an 18 year old mm-hmm. it was like he is oh, yeah. wow. he is someone my age why is this police officer yeah. subordinate to him like and so that was a big thing for Breeze. Yeah. like what is going on here like yeah
0: yep, yeah it's that and then all of the magic stuff and then and then free is also wondering like hey it, you know she remembers the, the shimmer of the police officer who was at the hospital with her and her dad and now she's like wait why like did did, did that officer cast a memory spell over me the same way that sal tried to, to do
1: right mm-hmm.
0: yes and then and then the the next day the a assigns breach to a mentor to stop him from causing trouble and this is when we meet a mentor Nick Davis and Ooh. yay and what are your what are your thoughts on Nick in in, in this book? Comparing him to Saul.
1: Well, um, Sammy and I, I think, suffer from the same um, book thing in which we cannot love a blonde main character white guy. Like, it just doesn't sit right for me, and I can't, I can't. So, like, there was a part of me the whole time that was expecting Nick to turn out to be evil. Like, I was waiting for him to, like, do something malicious and it all be for naught, right? And then Cell can swoop in because it, it's obvious that something's going to happen between Cell and uh, Brie in the next book. Like it has to. They've been having all these little moments and he's the, you know, he's the brooding, tall, dark and handsome secondary love interest that swoops in after the primary love interest fucks up. So
2: <laughs> I think uh, yeah. so. I think it's going to be... She's going to have to just pick between the two of them. And that's going to be... Absolutely. It's going to be like, I don't know what it is, but there is this gut pulling me. This feeling of pulling me to sell. And she's not going to understand it. He's not going to understand it. But they... Like the whole tingling thing. And like the way she feels Mm -hmm. when they touch and things. And it's just like, oh, there's something going on there. And also, like just the whole... He also... I mean I don't know why I love this but he was like I think you might need more therapy than I do at one point and then, and then he was like oh wait no one needs more therapy than I do and so just that like that really kind of messed up in the head like traumatized <laughs> but like knows he is and knows he needs therapy not necessarily that he's getting it I don't think but like just uh, I don't know why that's so attractive why is that so attractive what is wrong with me <laughs> That makes that so
1: attractive. <laughs> I think age him up a little bit and I'm there. I'm sold. Like uh I I also think there's something that's probably gonna be complimentary about them in the second book, probably. Like she's got the red mage flame, you know, mm-hmm. and he. Has the blue. he- He has the blue, you know, I I think there's going to be something there, especially because on the cover, I was waiting the whole time for her to be able to also have blue mage flame, because there's both on the cover. She has both in her hands, both the red and the blue. So I'm, did she? At
2: the end, in the cave, there was blue and red.
1: I I was (laughs) very tired when I finished this book. (laughs) Well, take, take back what I just said then.
2: Okay, Arthur, I didn't answer your question about Nick, so I also, I liked <laughs> Nick, I liked Nick a lot, and I but he very much gives off the energy of, he's just not complicated enough for Brie, and he's the good, mm-hmm. like, he's pure of heart, it's obviously the best choice for her, but it's not the right choice for her, you know, like... Sell is gonna be the right one. Nick would have been the smart, safe, easy. He loves me. He adores me. This could work. Choice, but it's gonna be cell. That's that's it. I think.
1: Agree. Interesting.
0: Yeah, I guess I would have to say the same thing as well. there's one point in the book that I found to be intriguing, and I'll, I'll, I I want to talk about it now. But I'll, I'll talk about when, I'll talk about it when we get up to it. But it was an intriguing point about Nick, and. And then also, uh, the tangles. you mentioned the tangles <laughs> between, between souls <cells laughs> and three. It almost feels like... I'm oh. sorry. <laughs> what do you say? Like a Sarah J Maas first, uh, like, mate sort of thing? A mating bond? Yep. Yes.
1: Yep. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I think even yes. one of my annotations was mates?
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Question mark?
0: Yeah. yeah. And yeah, so I mean, yeah, I think, yeah. So so Nick, I would say I, I you know, I I I liked him. You know, when he when we were, when we were starting out, you know, I was like, oh, you know, I'm into this guy. You know, he you know he seems you know he seems kind and friendly enough. You know, and he's you know he's he's forming this you know this relationship with Bree, and I guess I mean. Again, having read achatite, it's just like, hmm. <laughs> I feel like the the scales will be tipping for Sal's and favor. And again, there is one moment what I just that I did focus on, and I was like, huh, just just kind of remind me a little of the of of all of the resand and tamlin trap. So, mm-hmm.
2: well, again, I I'll talk I about that when we
0: get up to it. Okay. I think yeah. I have an okay, idea well, well,
2: of what it is. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it when we get up to it <laughs> yeah so so after so after Nick is assigned as Bree's mentor and then Bree and Nick end up encountering a lupine demon or a, a, a hellhound as they call it it's kind of like a wolf like creature and they have to fight it for a bit and then it's saliva, saliva knocks Bree unconscious and then she wakes up and we meet William who, is, he's, he's, he's the healer of the group. And then we get a whole bunch of, I, I remember exposition in, in the scene, stuff about, like, sh- the shadow one, <laughs> which is what they call the demons, and they, cu- and they enter our world through gates that they open, and there's, like, negative emotions. That's what sort of powers them up. And the legendborns, they're disguised as the Order of the Round Table, one of the five secret orders at the UNC Chapel Hill at the university. And
2: I have a question. And it
0: survives. Oh yes.
2: Do you think any of the other secret orders are going to play a role in the books to come? Is there any significance to any of the other secret orders?
0: I. That's an interesting I theory. To. Five secret orders at the university, mm-hmm. I think it, 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 would, it would make sense if, if at least one of them would play a role, one of the, one of the others. Mm-hmm. I feel like like maybe maybe there could be a few that are normal, that are just like, you know, mundane secret orders, but I think, yeah, it, it, would, it would make logical sense if, if at least one of them <laughs> also was into all of the magical stuff.
1: Listen, if Tracy Dion really wants to make some money, she could just make all of the orders magical and just blow up this series.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. And, and then Sal arrives to mind wipe uh, Bri again, but it fails the next morning when free she actually like, she fights her lip while brushing her teeth and that jogs her memory. Mm. And... Having a mind wipe—I don't know. There's something so invasive about that. I—I I, I would hate to yeah. memories wipes.
1: I feel like I do enough of that on my own. <laughs> I just—I just trauma response block things out usually. So <laughs> yeah. too much, I'll dial back a little. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Too much data being loaded into the computer banks. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: and, and then also, I should say, I forgot to oh. say earlier that Bri's full name is Brianna Irene Matthews. That's her full name, I forgot to mention that earlier. And and then, the, and then we also, I think they're, they're taking a tour, I think, as well, right, Oh yeah, I think they're taking a tour of the place. And then we see this plaque that has, like, these bios of the, of the, of the, of the founders of the founders of the Round Table. And, of course, you know, they're all, like, you know, white men. And they have, like, their achievements. <laughs> and I remember there's, like, this teacher served on the legislature, lieutenant governor, tobacco baron, co-owners of one of the largest plantation complexes in the South. <laughs> but, you know, then again, every white American family's ancestors were slave owners. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind and
2: I think which, I, don't know. I think that no. happened I think that happened when she came back so she left after she was wiped and then she that's when she went back because she was like okay I need to get answers she knocks on the door mm-hmm. and it happens to be this night where they're presenting their pages right the yeah. answer yes, so she's like it, it was, asked me here
0: was it Sarah? Yeah. it was Sarah who answered I think if I recall correctly
2: yeah it was Sarah Sarah answered and then So she gets cast in with all these people, and Nick's like, uh, okay, uh, I guess we're doing this. (laughs) Um, And then, so she takes Sarah, or was it Tor or Sarah? It was Tor, who takes all of them on the tour of the house. And that's when she saw that.
0: Yes, yes. And... I feel like that's also, uh, you know, that is—it's uh, just in real life. It's, it's daunting to consider where it's like, yeah, every white person in America, like their families were slave owners. If you look up like hundreds, and hundreds of years back, it is definitely—it's a—it's lo- a lot to take in, and definitely.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I think it's also just interesting when you consider like, it, yeah, yeah, it, it's important to look back on history and not view it from the, you know, the whitewashed perspective and just, I don't know, I, I've been thinking about a lot about this lately, just to feel like, because like year, years ago it was like, oh, you know, the, the look like at the founding fathers, like how great they were. And then, you know, oh, like America is the, the land of the free, the land of, you know, where you can achieve your dreams, whoever you are, whoever you are being, you know, if you're white and a man and you're straight. Mhm. This gender and and rich that's very rich in there because the poor don't get crap Yeah,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and
2: uh, I think and uh, yeah, I, I, I think our generation, yes. the younger generation is starting at least. I mean, from the bubble I put myself in, the people <laughs> that I surround myself with are we're definitely not in the in the Americas, the land of the free, the greatest country in the world. Boat, um, we're much more in the. <laughs> what is going on um i want out Be socially this aware sucks. yeah and just trying to be yeah. aware of things and um so it is like for me and everyone i surround myself with i don't see the younger people still believing that i mean i know that's true i know there are still people who are like <laughs> this country in the world woo, yeah but like patriotism <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, that's kind of shocking with everything that's like happened recently watching world events unfold, how we behave in them, like the treatment of the pandemic, treatment of minorities, all of that. It's like when we've been watching all these things, it's like, how how exactly are people still thinking this is like the most amazing place in the world? Like, there are actually people who still believe that? Really?
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think especially like all not none of us are black people. We're all non-black, and Mm -hmm. it's interesting to watch how, especially growing up in like Sammy and I are from the same community uh, originally, and we went to a high school with maybe a handful of black students, and quite possibly like no black teachers uh, to my memory that's fuzzy from that time. Um, and uh, there's so much whitewashing of history that I think it's, it's um, very beneficial to see how YA authors are pulling in the truths, even in a fantasy novel, right? Mm-hmm. Pulling in the truths and the harsh realities of American history as a baseline in a book meant for people in that age group who should be learning these things, but all often are not. Mm-hmm. So I think this is one of those books where like, yeah, this is an incredibly, it was a great book anyways, but it also has um, a, a message that is not often taught to people of that age group. So it causes people to think more.
0: I know. It, pict- yeah, and I know be like, right oh my now, God, this is true. I love that. Too, yeah, yeah. I'm
2: picturing. I'm picturing literally someone in like AP U.S. history or like the U.S. history class junior year and they're mm-hmm. like their teachers teaching them like, oh, maybe slavery wasn't that bad. And it's like, actually, I read in this my like this book, Legendborn, that this happened mm-hmm. and, blah, blah, <laughs> and like it wasn't actually, you know, I don't know. Like it is good to have that um, like these I think these books where they can kind of slide it in under the guise of like a fantasy epic adventure where it's like, oh, actually uh, I'm gonna trickle in some very important and harsh truths about American history. And mm-hmm. like yeah. the people reading it are gonna remember it. And if they're taught mm-hmm. otherwise, it's gonna be like, oh, wait a second, actually, that's not true. So, yeah.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah
0: and yeah, just to to to, uh, to to launch further off of that point, you know, reading this, I was like I was like, wow, like this, this would be great if you like for a young black girl to read because like ten years ago this would not have been around, unfortunately. Like especially like publishers, there were so many publishers back then and still to this to this day, unfortunately, there so are still publishers who refuse to, you know, publish books that have, you know, black characters that have happy endings or publish, you know, queer stories. And it's nice reading this, like, I can't speak from this, I'm not from this perspective, obviously, but reading this, I'm like, you know, this would be great for a young Black girl to read, and for her to be like, hey, I can go, I can, I can do this stuff, too. I I can go on, I, I can achieve things too, like Brie, and mm-hmm. it's just, you. you need to have those kind of stories, because it's like, you know, you need to have those kind of stories where people can see themselves in the characters they're reading about, or on movies where they're watching the characters. Like in Kanto, you know, you know, there's this whole story about how there's a kid who was watching Kanto, and he saw, like, he he looked a lot like one of the kids in the movies, and he thought that was him. And you know, mm-hmm. you, and that was you know, that was a really that was a really a really a really nice story to hear about. And you need to have stuff like that, or. I feel like I, I feel like a, a story that I have personally for me is that I remember when I, when I was young, I saw Up, and Russell, and and I, and I, and I connected with Russell in that because that was the first time I, I'd, I was watching that, and and, and, I, and I, and I, and I had this moment of confusion where I was like, wait, is he Asian? And because not, before that, I'd never seen an animated movie that had an Asian, like an, an Asian kid, or an, an, an Asian boy, an Asian boy is one of the main characters, and so subconsciously oh. that did have an effect on me where I was like, oh. Like, there's someone on the screen who is kind of like me and I can connect with that and it's just, it, you, you need to have stories like that, that what, what, especially for kids where they can grow and have the courage to do stuff that the other characters that they, that they see, you know, can also do stuff, whether they, whether they want to be writers or scientists or, you know, just do, you know, inventors was just supposed do anything they want to pursue. And Absolutely. Even,
1: like, my mom effect, it, is... is yeah. And even, like, my mom, I remember... Even, Sammy, you reached out to me as well when the uh, poster for Encanto came out. Like, my mom looks exactly like Mirabel. Like, exactly. And she never had any form of Latina representation in any media growing up and now she's like oh my god i'm in a disney movie like that's amazing <laughs> she watched that's it like five times by the way we're not we're, oh, well, five. Wow. we're, we're, we're not colombian but, <laughs> but she was like regardless i look exactly like this character and you know latina yeah. close enough was my mom's idea <laughs> yeah, that's exactly
0: what i'm talking about yes exactly yeah. yeah,
2: and yeah. representation matters, whether it's racial, like, sexuality. I mean, obviously, I think this new wave of, like, we are going to put black girls, like, they are going to be the main character, and they're not going to die tragically. They're not going to be this, like, tragic <laughs> side story. We're going to, you know, it's like, no, we're going to make them the main character as they should be. But, like, I think, too, it's like, whether it's body body inclusivity or, like, representation, being able to see yourself in media can make, like, the world of a difference to anybody. And, like, I, like, it's just, it really, it really is everything. And I can only imagine that level of, like, I mean, obviously I'm I'm white. Like, I've seen myself on screen a million times. (laughs) But, like, it's, like, in other smaller ways of, like, just, like, when you see a reflection of yourself whatever that may be it it's so affirming and it's so reassuring and just like okay cool i like i am seen it makes you feel so seen and understood in a way that you can't really get anywhere else so i'm uh, this is so cool and i'm like i and like the thing is is like it's anybody can still enjoy it like you don't have to be a black girl to enjoy this book it's like This is an amazing book, you know? And so, yeah, Yeah. I think Mm -hmm. it's so good. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah, you you don't have. Yeah, that's uh, that's exactly right, Sammy. And that's why I'm always befuddled by people who are like, oh, well, I'm not black, so I can't read stories with black lead characters. It's like, why? (laughs) How does that make sense?
1: (laughs) Okay, tunnel vision, chill.
0: Yeah, I just remember, I, I remember thinking about that, because I guess, there some, I think, I think there was someone who did a TikTok about not wanting to read One Last Stop by Casey McQuiston, because they're not, like, they're not queers, they're not, they're not a lesbian, so it's like, oh, I can't, I can't enjoy this book, I'm not, I don't live from that perspective, and it's just like, well, you can at least, like, just read the book, and you don't have to be from that, from that standpoint, you can still enjoy it, you know. You still emphasize what's the main character. (laughs) True. And a a personality.
1: Closed-minded people are just boring, honestly.
2: You're lacking in your life. I have that TikTok audio. If you're boring, just say that. like (laughs)
1: Literally.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Like, I
1: was thinking, alternatively, add a little bit of spice.
2: (laughs) Mm. I was also the audio of an interesting reaction. You know? (laughs)
1: good one that's a good one look at us coming up with tiktoks despite never posting any
2: (laughs) i just think i think constantly in tiktok audios my brain is just a storage space for every tiktok audio i've ever heard so
0: i respect that that's cool yeah i'm not i'm not actually on tiktok actually but
1: (gasps) yeah i'm not you mean you don't doom scroll (laughs) i don't don't actually (laughs) what this is no, like this must be how. So I'm just yeah, taking what you, I
0: just heard about my TikTok from a different podcast. I'm just and now I'm taking your TikTok noises for granted. I'm just assuming they're real. Oh,
1: oh we nice could have just though. played him so hard.
2: Yeah. <laughs> we could have been making things up. You'd have no idea. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh my gosh. We have all the power right now.
0: <laughs> Make a fool of me.
1: So <laughs> the book um yeah
0: oh yeah it's the book I feel like we've been talking about other stuff a while yes but yeah back mm-hmm. listen so, sammy
1: and i are known to get off track
0: hey that's okay that's okay
1: we can <laughs> diverge
0: on the podcast
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah so so so, yeah, so V goes to nick and she's like hey i'll be speaking to the order so i can find out you know, what happened to my mom, because now the question is on the table of whether a Merlin, and these are, like, the the Merlins, they're, like, the members of the, you know, of the Order, and and she's like, oh, did a Merlin assassinate my mom because she was a witness to magical happenings, and so now, you know, we're we're wondering about that, and Nick ends up having to, like, really has to push Nick into into pretending she's the page he picked out, and pages mm-hmm. can graduate to legend forms, the eponymous title, via a series of tournaments. So much exposition, more, ex- more of the info dumping here. <laughs> and yeah,
1: it was a lot.
0: <laughs> and we also meet, and then we, and then we meet a whole bunch of people here. We meet like, uh, wait, right, list. There's, there's Fitz, there's Russ, Felicity, Witty, Swordfish, James Whitlock, Greer. Mm-hmm uh who and they identify as Jam, uh craig ron and lewis so many people went used to uh who is your favorite do you have, do you have a favorite out of the wedding cast here out of the group
1: hmm i mean does cell count because cell sure,
2: sure. <laughs> no that can count, doesn't
1: count. <laughs> okay cell doesn't count um well i was gonna say <laughs> All, I mean, I know I have a least favorite. Like, I hated Vaughn.
2: Duh. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do I have you. a favorite? Did Sammy, do you have a favorite?
2: I liked witty. I thought I liked witty, and I liked green. Okay. Obviously, I also I think I don't. Oh, know like if yeah. William counts. I loved William. <gasps> I. Loved I'm I'm I I agreeing with
1: Sammy wholeheartedly.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Obviously involved. Yeah,
0: Vaughn I think sucked, w- William like, for me as well. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I forgot about William.
1: Yes. William is amazing. I I was worried the whole time that we were supposed to love William and he was gonna die. That was my thought. Because that's always what happens when you love a supporting character and they get a lot of book time, like page time, right? They always end up being the one who dies. So like, yeah, I was nervous for William.
0: Uh yeah, the so, so books that are popping up in my mind just for that, after that category.
1: Yep. <laughs> Emotional. Yeah.
0: So William, William, what
1: What? What? Yeah. What you want to about? I'll
0: stop. Sorry. <laughs> and oh yeah, and then so and then the uh, the group does also kind of like tour. They walk over to the case, this case to examine. Uh, to to examine a strange pair of these dentists, I think silver so, bands and these and and the manacles that were used to trap witches in Salem, and I'm just like, why okay. do these manacles being displayed so openly, and why do Merlin's hunt people? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't I haven't written in my notes here. What if the round table equals baby dust? Eaters? Question my question my question mark. Oh god. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh god.
0: But yeah, did did uh did, did that raise any alarms for you when you read about the manacles being used to trap to trap Salem witches?
1: My yeah. brain was kind of like, I know that reference.
0: A reference? What ref-
1: like to the or- Salem so the Salem witch trials, oh, yeah, Salem. Yeah. Oh. I, my, my brain was like, I have heard of that. I know a little bit about that. And that was the extent, I think, of my thinking of that scene.
2: <laughs> I think I had and, the same reaction the as Bree. Yeah, I think I had the same reaction as Bree where it was like, oh, so these people, they hunt demons and these weird creatures that are magic and glow. They also hunt humans. And that's Scary. where she was like, Okay. Mm, I don't know how much I trust <laughs> everything that's going on, I can't trust everybody here, something could have happened to my mom because these yeah. are proof they can do bad things to humans as well
3: yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah I, I was thinking the same thing too as well and yeah baby this I was thinking that as well yeah. <laughs> and and then as Tora introduces the pages to this year's initiation ritual, she praises this particular group of pages for being the most uh, diverse out of all of the years, just far. And, okay. <laughs> and, 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 and even, even Bree is like, she, she even says, diverse, like in a word, she's given herself a gold star. And, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, that's a, that's a real thing that does happen. Obviously, in, in real life. Yeah. So it's just like, oh, you know, diversity. Isn't this great? Like, sh- let's check each box is off. Mm-hmm. And without, without truly understanding, you know, why it's important to have inclusive representation. Mm-hmm. And then three oh, the other think... pages.
1: Oh, oh, you good, Sammy? Okay. Cool. Okay.
0: Cool. Okay. I, I, I think it's okay here. <laughs> and three the other pages takes the oath of fealty and we find out Nick is King Arthur's descendant which I don't I kind of see that coming did you, what, what about you?
1: I was so slow in picking up any of the like important lineage and anything in this book at the beginning that I was truly just accepting whatever they told me I think, so I was like, okay, Arthur, I know that name. I almost watched Merlin when it was popular on Tumblr circa 2014, but I didn't, so I was kind of like, uh, we're just going to go with the flow and see what happens, But so I did not predict anything in the first 300 pages of the book.
2: <laughs> right, so I was thinking... I was just team Cell already at this point. And so I was like really hoping that Nick wasn't going to be so special, like have a special role. And because I was like, Bree should be with the most powerful cool one. And so it was like, Oh, he's King Arthur's descendant, so that like that elevates him a little bit.
0: You gotta even (laughs) him out. Because if Cell was King Arthur's descendant, then it's like, Whoa, he's too loaded. You gotta even him out. Yeah, yeah.
2: That's true. So I didn't see that coming. I did not.
0: Okay. I kind of saw it, because I, I just felt like, okay, someone here has to be a descendant of King Arthur. It's, I don't, I would be, I was like, okay, I don't think it'll be free. I feel like it's too early to have her be King Arthur's descendant. Mm-hmm. Again, Saul, so, too much for him. Too much for him to cope with. Nick, is <laughs> Nick being one of the main characters, it's like, okay, process of elimination, he's going to be the descendant. <laughs>
1: Your brain was working faster than ours, for sure. <laughs> he will
0: apparently he will apparently be the be the descendant at the beginning of the book, at least. Right. <laughs> and then we dive into a shadow one battle, and there's all this fighting happening, and we learn that there's a kind of demon called uh, a who can disguise himself as people and shapeshift, foreshadowing for later on. Mm-hmm. And then we also mm-hmm. learn about stuff like. So you can be called for so scions. We get an introduction to the wall, which shows all the bloodlines. We learn about Camlin. the war that's coming up. So much more exposition. Mm-hmm. It's like Blood and yeah. Ash all over again.
1: Yeah, no, my God, you're so right. There's the ascension and the calling or, or the awakening in from Blood and Ash, too. Oh, my well, it's God. The main thing of being
0: called. It's, it's like yeah. being called.
1: Yeah, wow. My brain then... did not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and and then Sal we learn Sal was taken from his family and shows him to be a Merlin for Nick, the, and he is Scion's Swan Guardian until death splits him apart. And it's symbolized by a dark marble link to Nick's star on the wall by this shimmering dash. And I think this is specifically I think when I talk to my camelin, this is where I pick up on the end of this game vibes because then the, the, again, like the war, the kids having to fight it, and even though like they're not they shouldn't have to be ready for the for, for this at all <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah,
0: and then also we, we and then also uh we have a whole suspicious thing with the marble with Isaac, the marble that's linked the marble that's linked to Lord Davis <laughs> and that's so lord davis is next next father, and there's a marble representing someone else named Isaac Claus herenson. And it has all of these scratches around the marble, mm-hmm. And I, so I, I actually, I interpreted this as being initially that maybe someone had, like maybe someone had killed Isaac. Or something weird had gone, gone on with Isaac. Mm-hmm. But it turned out to be something different. But still, like, <laughs> you know, something along those lines.
1: Yeah, I felt the same. And, and- you, Sammy, what about you?
2: Yeah, I felt the same. I was also, it was like, okay, there's obvious, something's going to happen with this. Again, I think me and Sam have been talking in our podcast recently about how nothing's an accident. Nothing is put on there, put in a book without a purpose. And so, I was like, okay, something's, something's official. If it's Bob well Yeah. If it's
0: Bob well
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. And I also, I think at the same time, too, all of this is happening and we're also getting that cell is very, um, distrusting of Brie, and very suspicious of Brie, and is like, mm-hmm. knows something's off with Brie, Brie's different, like, she's not like other girls, all of that, <laughs> kind of. but, like, so tensions are rising, so now it's like, oh my god, are we gonna have an enemies to lovers arc? I don't know. So That's what I
1: was thinking. That's wow. what I was yeah. thinking as well. We can only hope. <laughs> we
0: can only hope. Yes, so here's, here's the thing with soul. so, so, on the one hand, I was uh, I, I, I was annoyed herself because he wasn't working as free. But on the other hand, I was like, well, I can also understand why I can sympathize with you, because you do have a reason to be suspicious of her. It's just like she's popping up out of nowhere. Nick yeah. is just picking her out to be a, a page, even though like I, she hasn't gone through the whole process beforehand. Because all of the pages, I guess, like there's something, like she had to be born, right, in the right family or something like that. Mm-hmm. Something had to happen. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. So you didn't go through the right process. You could easily be a demon. You're trying to be a mole in this group. So I can understand where Saul is coming from and why he's being so suspicious of free. And actually, it, it occurred to me while reading the, while reading the book, I was like, "Wait, this is kind of like this is basically Draco Malfoy, but he's nuanced right at the beginning of the, of the saga."
1: Oh my god. Wait.
0: <laughs> we don't have to wait like five fucking books for him to actually be this <laughs>
1: thing. Wait, you're so right. That's
2: so true. That's crazy.
3: Damn.
0: Geologists <laughs> who shout out to be named didn't have to. Keep making such a hateful <laughs> bully for so long. Like uh, we actually find him to be complex right at the beginning. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, yes. Maybe that's why we liked him so much. <laughs> <laughs> kind
0: of like a, a dreary or a dramani situation. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: And and then we also have a bit where Sarah is talking about she, she talks a bit about about how she's face microaggressions as well when she's talking to Brie and she's like oh like you know my dad is Venezuelan, to but I passed so people don't they don't know who I am too and so they'll say you know they'll say, they'll say you know they'll, they'll say racist shit around her
3: mm-hmm.
0: in her presence and I think I think also this book does a good job of portraying microaggressions and how mm-hmm. it can come from both people people who are your enemies and your friends like mm-hmm. later on, when Greer touches Bri's hair, I was shocked by that. I was like, "Yeah, what
1: the hell!" Absolutely. I was like, like "Oh no!" You know, <laughs> I like stop. that. I think, <laughs> <it also portrayed, laughs> yeah.
0: I think it also does. It, it is like because I think we also do tend to believe that like every like, everyone who holds racist beliefs, no matter how small they are, they all come from bad from people who are bad at core. But it's like, well, no, they're all like inherently good people. Who just aren't being mm-hmm. ignorant, who are one intention, yeah. but they don't know that hey, it's okay to not touch black people's hair, or you know other little, other smaller things like that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, where they're, 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 they're just not being aware enough. You know, they're making little mistakes like that, and. Mm-hmm. Also, I will say like, there are some things where it's like, okay, why are you still doing that? Like, saying the n-word today, like, why are yeah. you still doing that? So <laughs> <that> Hogan, <whole video. laughs>
1: Headaches, we can talk about that for forever, about how ridiculous people
0: are Or <laughs> Damon only, only stopping saying the f-word a few months ago, when his daughter wrote a whole essay
1: I hate people. Uh, faith in humanity is always on an all-time low. So.
0: You know, 60, 60, I'm, I know I'm getting political here, but 62% <laughs> of American voters believe that Trump, if Trump were president, Putin would not have invaded U- Ukraine. That is utter bullshit. <laughs> Trump would have helped him. Trump, Trump would have already, helped him. Trump would already be like, oh, he's so smart. He's so savvy. I walk yeah. into the room and there's a television screen. What a genius.
3: Yeah,
1: Trump and Putin send each other nudes. I'm, like, confirmed. They're... <laughs> they're they love each other on a different level, so... They would... Yeah, that's ridiculous.
0: <laughs> Along with Kim Jong-un.
1: <laughs> they're a thruple.
0: <laughs> <sighs> and... Okay, uh, and okay, so also we learned about uh, the abatement, because Sarah, I think, also was just talking about the abatement, so now we learn about the abatement, and now it's that's like when a, when a scion is awake, like, you know, all the power from the night transfers to them, but this power ends up basically draining their lives, and so they, uh, they die at an early age,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and we learned about that as well. Which.
3: We
1: learned about that but it definitely didn't settle in my brain as something that made sense until far later. And then Bree brought it up again and was like, "What about the abatement?" And I was like, "Yeah, what about that?" Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, well, yeah what does that mean?
0: And and then, and then yeah, they, they don't make it a lot of people don't make it past age 35, age 35, which is quite mm-hmm. young. Then South, who is either drunk, accuses Bree of not being not who what, what, she, what she appears to be, and he thinks she's bamboozling everyone. <laughs> and Bree returns to her dorm late, and Alice panics over Bree's messy state, and she has like a ripped shirt. <laughs> and Alice takes Alice takes Bree to the communal hall bathroom shower, and there's always like a shower scene, like you know having like a breakdown in the shower. <laughs> Me
1: every day. After- <laughs>
2: It's the best place to have a breakdown, so.
1: Yeah, it really is.
0: And, it's it's either that, or the camera always like panning up the body, or like showing a butt, showing a butt, because I just watched Moon with Sam Rockwell, and there's a shower scene where it's just the camera just shows up like his full-on butt from the back.
2: You know what it is? You know what I think it is? I think it's about vulnerability. And and I think, too, with being in a communal shower, you're even more vulnerable. And it's just like so it's about this moment of like kind of breaking down, being so vulnerable and raw and exposed and then kind of something being released in that and then kind of moving on from there. And that was a big pivotal moment for Brie because Mm -hmm. something something crazy happened.
0: Well, yeah, she, she, because she, after Alice, she ends up pushing Alice away because she wants to keep her shields up. So Alice is trying to get, you know, trying to help her, but she won't, but Free won't let her, so Alice leaves. And then Bree bursts into blood red, blood red mage flame. And she ends up having to, like, visualize a bank vault to crawl the fire.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And... and then we're like, okay,
1: it's getting interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. And then right around this time, then... Then her dad forces forces her three dad forces her to see to go see the therapist at UNC, Doctor Patricia Hotwood. Mm-hmm. And then Patricia ends up talking to her and she brings wild wildcrafting. And then we're like, Whoa, someone else is in on all of the magic content.
1: Yeah, and then you're immediately like, Okay, I see how this is going. The white people colonized magic. All right. Yes. Because why wouldn't they, right?
0: <laughs> yes. And and, and and yeah, there's some and again one info here like we learned about like, wildcraft. It is apparently like it's kind of like slang, basically for the branch of rootcraft. And mm-hmm. I think, for 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 like for, for specifically, I think it was the mom. It was it was Free's mom who could who had like this, this rootcraft where she could where she could control like plants, right and. Yeah, and then Patricia talks about Aura as being a personal energy. And she shocked that Bree knows about Ether. And we have and ha- we have a question of like why do some refer to the energy as Ether and others know it as roots? Right. Yes. And then oh and then Addis and Bree talk and they have and and I love when, when Bree is like, Nick says, I gotta keep a secret, S- keep it safe. And Addis says, Did you just throw this ring to me? <laughs> and then, then Bree says, "Nope, nope, I just fellowship as a ringed you." So many nerdy um, little bed. references here. And, and I, I, I love, love that. I was here for all of yes,
1: those. absolutely. I'm here for it.
0: And then, and then also, uh, Lord Davis. Uh, Lord Davis had definitely taken a trip to Bed Bath and Beyond. That was a quote. <laughs>
3: right? B yes. B
0: says,
1: that was such a core college memory recall for me because every single person i knew who lived in the dorms at my university took a quick trip down the street to the bed bath and beyond and i think that's just such a core memory
0: <laughs>
1: <Nice>.
0: <laughs> what about you sammy any thoughts on any thoughts on on that all on, of on that stuff
1: what are your thoughts on bed bath and beyond sammy
2: uh, I, they have everything. I love Bed Bath & Beyond. Uh, I never got to decorate my dorm. Unfortunately, I never had a dorm. But uh, but yeah, so anyways, I think in it was interesting seeing her. She's kind of connecting. Like, there's more to the story than just what the order is telling us. You know, like meeting with Patricia, the doctor. And, like, also Patricia knew Bree's mom. And so it was connecting... Mm-hmm. And that was kind of the thing that was like, okay, I'll meet with her. Because at first she was like, you're really making me see a shrink? Are you kidding me? Yeah. And then she goes mm-hmm, and, yes. and then she finds out she knew my mom. And she's like, okay, mm-hmm. I'll go talk to her because I want to know more about my mom. I miss my mom. I'm trying to connect in any way I can. Um, and then there's – it's okay. It's not just the order. There's more magic outside of there, which is interesting because when I first – I didn't know what Legendborn was gonna be about at all. I went in blind, mm-hmm. and Woo. then I know I don't do that often, but I enjoyed doing it. And so when it was like it was like, oh, it's normal, everything's normal, and then there's a secret society, the magic is all secret. I had a moment. I think I just had a bit of an existential crisis of like, if there's one level of magic that most humans don't know about. Then there could ver- like why would you not assume that there's more than that that the order doesn't know about because it's just mm-hmm. like that building block of like, oh, if one group doesn't know about this, then why wouldn't that group know about that mm-hmm. or, and there can just be so many layers of things going on that people just don't know about or are in, in the dark about, and so I just kind of mm-hmm. had I, I remember sitting back and I was like. There's going to be more that like even the order doesn't know like there could be so many levels to this and <laughs> and we kind of got a glimpse of that with patricia and okay there's something else the white people came in fucked it all up sorry excuse my language <laughs> But what a
1: surprise. Um, I definitely already said fuck, so I think yeah, I forgot definitely. to ask before we started if we were allowed, if you're a clean podcast or if we're allowed to curse, so.
0: Swearing is allowed.
2: Okay. Okay.
1: Thank you for your permission.
2: That's like 50% of my vocabulary, so. Me too. <laughs> um. Yeah, so that's kind of my thoughts on that. I was interested to see what more she could learn from Patricia. And it also kind of led us into Brie has some abilities that the Order is not going to be familiar with. And because, Mm -hmm. and, but then it was like she's some, it was obvious because then Patricia, as we start to get to know her better and they're talking and figuring things out or whatever. Um, she's confused by some of Bree's abilities. So it's like, okay, Bree's gonna be some weird bridge between that and the order. Because she mm-hmm. has some things the order can do and some things that like the um, root crafters can do. And Bree's somewhere in the middle slash both slash neither, so.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. And yeah, and I, I really I did enjoy like you know again learning more you know learning more about you know this info because I was like yeah like you know we all we all agree but yeah it's like it's like the whole colonization you know mm-hmm. is definitely a major aspect of this and I wasn't I wasn't surprised but I was just intrigued <laughs> to learn I'm, I I was just like yeah let's, let's learn more about this let's learn more about let's learn more about what is what, what these white people may have stolen or what they don't know about and. You know, it's, it's like, man, it's like, yeah, is the only, you know, she, she, she's one of the, like, aside from Sarah, Sarah, it's like, yeah, she's the only person, one of the only people of color in the, in the, in the room, everyone else is white, and
1: it's just like, wow. <gasps>
2: mm.
1: <sighs> I'm not surprised, but I am disappointed.
2: Exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> And just and segues into the next segment, which is when we, we've got, we've got, so now we have introduction of the Order of the rows, which are made up of the, of the mothers of the Order of the Round Table members. And we've got three of the moms coming in, and then one of them just holds out her umbrella to Bree.
1: Oh my god. Mm. Assuming
0: she's, assuming she's a servant. And when Bree rightfully expresses annoyance, the, the mom acts like a good old Karen by asking for her supervisor. <laughs>
1: Literally, you're right. <laughs> yeah, that was so cringe.
0: Yeah. And then, and then when Neko reveals Free at his page, I could feel, feel the mom's brain malfunctioning in response. Yeah. yeah. Cannot compute.
1: <laughs> Lots of question marks. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: And Lord, so there's a moment where Lord Davis is actually supportive of Free. Which obviously is completely that's a whole sham considering, considering what happens, how he turns out to be later on. Mm-hmm. Right. And then and then and then Vaughn Vaughn schaefer he's being a bigot and asking about affirmative action. Yeah. And I I love how Bree just shuts him down here. Yes. Standing up for herself.
2: Which I mean, I think we get this this was something good about, like, this was obviously a little more aggressive than other microaggressions in the book, but her, yes. how she's had to train herself to calm herself down in these situations to not let a certain level of anger come out. hmm You know, and she, so in this, she was like, I'm not going to give him what he wants, but I am, like, I'm also not going to shut up and take it. So, yeah. So, where it's, so it's like, it really just shows this level of, like, how people who are on the receiving end of these microaggressions and outright aggressions, like, they have to go above and beyond to, like... I wouldn't be in control of myself if somebody said shit like that to me. Like, it's just, like, you're... It's also, it's, like, expecting so much from people who have to deal with so much shit on a day-to-day basis. And it's, like, she should have gotten up and slapped the hell out of him, but she couldn't. She knew she couldn't. And... Mm -hmm. So, this is what she could do. And even then, even how she responded, which obviously shut him down, he lunges across the table at her.
1: And I know. It,
2: it pisses him off so much. But. Uh, I he love does Bree. it out, but he can't take it. Exactly. I just. I love that Brie. I think there were some moments, too, where I wanted her to just have these magical. Like when she got taken up by the, um, that weird human like demon thing and she was just like helpless swinging kind of thing. Mm I like, I was like, ah, I want her power to come out right now so she can like show everybody that she's this badass. And, but like, that's not her arc, but there were some. So, like, when she did have those moments of like owning herself, I guess, and showing everyone else how powerful she was, it was Mm -hmm. like, yeah, go, yeah. And every time she couldn't or didn't, it was like, "Oh no!" Like they're just gonna like I don't know. And so, but that was a good moment where she found the balance of like, "No, fuck you," respectfully. <laughs> yeah,
0: but yeah, I mean, because I feel like, and you know, in, in real life, people of color have to endure have to endure this kind of crap every day and mm-hmm. it's just it, it pops up everywhere and from at least from what i've from, from what i've read it's like people they, they they you know people do have to and, and, I, and i'm also i want to I'm, I'm speaking from a perspective because i'm i'm biracial. i' I'm, I'm, I'm my mom is taiwanese and my da- and my dad is white and i would say i have not I, I? I'm not speaking from perspective. where I've endured a whole lot of racism, probably because you know I, I can pass easily as white. So, but I, from what I've read, it's like people of color, especially black people, have to just face this every day, whether it's from police, someone at the grocery store, someone at at the workplace, and often they do just have to keep quiet. They have to just take it because if they would get upset every time that happens. They would be, just be living a, a, such a miserable life.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So they Absolutely, they just have to. They just have to take advantage of it. Unfortunately, it's unfair. But and obviously, there are moments where it's like, okay, like you need to call this one out. Yeah. But mm-hmm. most of the time, most of the time, most of the time, unfortunately, you just have to, you just have to endure it.
1: Yeah, and that's and. the thing too, especially uh, you know, especially when it comes to I think women of color. If they decide to retaliate back with a comment, suddenly Brie would have been the angry black woman in the room, right? So there's, it's such a, a complex issue to deal with, like, how do you deal with microaggressions and aggressions on a larger scale as well?
0: I think especially especially if they're coming from people who are your superiors, Mm -hmm. who are about you. Especially,
1: absolutely.
0: Yeah, and so I I, I thought that that, all of that was explored, you know, quite uh, quite realistically in this book, and Mm -hmm. I, I enjoyed all of that.
2: Especially because this was taking place in the South. So, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. having, needing, like, which obviously racism is everywhere, like, especially Mm -hmm. in this country and stuff. But, like, I think stereotypically you expect a little more in places like North Carolina. And Mm -hmm. so it was, like, showing that these college kids, these women, these white women, like, mothers coming in. And I was like, it's, like, not just North Carolina. I get it. But also very stereotypically what I would expect from people in
0: that mm-hmm. region. Yeah, and from, from from that region as well. But yeah, it is everywhere but also like again, yeah, like what like what you're saying, Sammy stereotypically from that region and just also kind of um, reminds me of stuff like, you know, what's happening in Texas with that whole with, with the whole like, you know, that whole build about oh like you know you're you're doing you're you're doing child abuse if you're letting a your kid be fans. This is yeah. Utter bullshit. Yeah, absolutely.
2: That's interesting because it's like it's not a law yet, but they Not yet, but. No, yeah. So because I have a friend who actually is a therapist in Austin who gives gender affirming um, treatment to youth. And like that's her specialty, and so she actually released something um, pretty important on her like, or she posted on her Instagram account was like, "This is really dangerous that this is spreading so quickly, and there are so many people who think this is already in effect because it will cause them to start making calls and doing things when it is absolutely not a law yet. And there, because like there mm-hmm. are a bunch of people who are already like, we like this has already happened, this is like, it already shifted, and it's now illegal." and so they're going to start do, making like people will start taking action thinking that that is a law when it in fact is not yet and there is no obligation obligation for teachers or anyone to call and report parents for mm-hmm. anything like that so yeah psa that is not a law yet so don't make any do not take that action that is unnecessary
0: yeah, let's give credit to what well, credit's due to Texas Governor Greg Abbott. He's the one who issued the executive order and Texas Attorney, Attorney General Ken Paxton, because he was the one he actually made the statement mm. that giving gender-affirming medical care to kids is child abuse, according to Texas law. He made the statement, which then pushed Abbott into giving the executive order. Let's give, let's give credit to what credit is due.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And, all right, so yeah, so back to the book. <laughs> we learn about we learn we learn about the more Morganes, who are a splinter faction of rogue merlins, and apparently they didn't care for the Order's way of doing things, and they felt the Scion would lead to Order poorly. And Nick says the order could treat Bree like like a Morgan if they learned the truth about her. And this was an interesting little bit learning about the Morgan here and then there was a, there was a point where i was like okay wait so now is it one of the maybe one of the more gains maybe or, or the more gains entirely who assassinated who assassinated faye Bree's mom mm-hmm. right and then and then we have the first child and Bree and sydney went when it and then a hell snake comes to wrap up nick but so jams his eyes into the eye socket all the way up to his elbows to kill it and that's always a thing like I like
1: <laughs> For the li- for the listeners, uh, because we're recording with a camera, Sammy and I at the same time were fanning ourselves while Arthur was <laughs> describing that. <laughs>
0: okay, wait, so so I guess, so you found it hard to sell this I'm assuming that's what you is. <laughs> yes.
1: Listen, why are you going to make us say it, first of all? <laughs>
0: okay, well, well, for, for me, because for me, I was feeling disgust at the eye, at the eye violence. I found <laughs> eye violence to be, to be disgusting. It's, I mean, whether yeah. <laughs> whether, it's, whether it's jamming thumbs in the eye sockets, or blood crawling down from the eyes.
1: Wasn't any what stuff
0: that? like that. I always found it to be gross. So here's you know, I understand why you feel what you feel, but for me, I'm just like oh.
1: <laughs> the concept. I think is the thing, not it's not the, the actual. Concept. Yeah, it's the, it's the principle. principle exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, I, I guess what you, I guess what I guess what you feel, know, and like you know, yeah, so he, <laughs> he's doing, you know, he's being a badass.
1: and you know what it is
2: quickly i it happens throughout the book anytime cell is fighting or he's like in some sort of like tense thing where he's kind of showing off his abilities i guess in a way that's like protecting others or challenging others he has this like and bream notices it he has this like smirk almost like he's enjoying it and for me, that's it. Like that's what does it for me. <laughs> where he's like, he knows how like in- it, incredible he is. And it's the cockiness. It's the it cockiness. Is, but like he's not over. Like he's not loud cocky. He's like very mm-hmm. quiet, moody cocky.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And that yep. that is it. I real I bookmarked a couple times in the book where I was like, that is that is the draw. <laughs> that is it.
1: That's me. the female gaze. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then, and then we learned about how we learned, so we learned some, some of Nick's backstory where his mom apparently fought with, fought with fought with his dad and because he, because he he brought around other leaders to ruthlessly train Nick and the mom tried to take Nick away, but they ended up getting caught and a Merlin apprehended her. And when AJ was Nick met his mom met his mom a few weeks later she didn't recognize him. Right. That, that was devastating. To yeah. Me.
2: I think for, like that was obviously traumatic, but that still wasn't traumatic enough for me to start shipping Nick and Bree. I was like, okay, you have a dark past, but it's not quite dark enough
1: yeah
2: him. like cel still
1: <laughs> we we know you have mommy know. issues but is it the good kind of mommy issues or the bad kind of mommy issues you know
2: mommy and daddy he's got both don't tell him short you're right oh, no yeah. you're I'm right you're issues.
1: right you're right I won't downplay his trauma at all with his parents yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: definitely both yeah both daddy and mommy issues but <laughs> I feel like... So well sell cells got like trap too. I'm trying to decide well I'm trying to decide which one is worse, but they're both p- pretty bad.
2: I mean I think you can't, like, 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 I think all trauma is relative and they both are yeah. shit. But like And three,
0: like you know, three three also has you know, mm-hmm. the mom trauma too.
3: Yeah.
1: They all do. Yeah. Yeah, so cells is like, more of like generational like, trauma.
2: Yeah. 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 I think and I think they're n- Mm, I don't know why, but I think Cell's position and Bree's position in the world, in the order, in what they've been through, like just complement each other more. i I don't know mm. why, but it's just like he seems to understand her a lot better than Nick.,
1: mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah, maybe, maybe.
1: I think there's but, more I- like real mystery surrounding their moms, maybe, mm-hmm. and that's why. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Anything,
3: and
1: and you know, like calls to like.
0: Mm-hmm. <sighs> <sighs> so, yeah. So, so the next morning, Bree and Nick they go for a walk, and I found it funny when they had a kiss, and then Evan and and Rusk caught them, mm-hmm. and and Evan says, "Sorry to interrupt, my liege. Please proceed with <laughs> thy gentle tonguing."
1: <laughs> yeah that made me giggle I won't yeah. lie that, a, I, that I, whole I, scene that whole scene felt very high school to me like yes. you and your crush share a kiss and of course all your friends are around the corner to gawk and yeah. walk yes.
2: and holler and, and yeah. make a big he's deal he's
1: of it
0: and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, oh, and I forgot to mention Evan so so Evan was actually at the quarry party and we thought he was just a regular guy but mm-hmm. then it, later on, it turned out. Oh no, he's actually one of the. He, he's actually part of the order.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So I've got to mention that earlier. And then, and then, Dream meets Patricia, so the, so she can take on to a cemetery, where, they, where there are almost five hundred unmarked graves for Black people who've been segregate, segregated from the white dead people. Mm-hmm. And two of two of Patricia's Patricia's own ancestors are buried in this graveyard, and. And she also talks about how root crafters borrows borrows the root; they don't outright possess it, like mm-hmm. the legendborns do. And I found and I, I, I like how I like how uh, how uh, how Tracy Dion she does include in the in the author's note how this is real, like this the cemetery is real. Mm-hmm. And I like I like the little detail and she's you note. Know, it you know realistic, unfortunately, for that you know, that black people would be separated from. White people, mm-hmm. you know? yeah, and it's another—it's another little detail in our, yeah, uh, and our long and uh, you know
1: tumultuous not, n-
0: Nazi history, <laughs> yeah, that yeah, tumultuous Nazi history.
1: Absolutely, and the, on that note too, the juxtaposition between the um, hundreds of unmarked graves in the graveyard and then the Confederate statue on the other side of the campus—you yes. know
0: and uh, also kind of reminds me of the of the canadian residential schools also should have yeah. their own un- unmarked graves
1: mm-hmm.
0: it might be that as well yeah. yeah and and then and then brie and, and patricia as you go on a memory walk to patricia's ancestor louisa and mm-hmm. she was tending to one of uh w- one of the slaves and her heavily worked back and and then and also, car, it mentions Carr because car beat a guy Carr, beat Abby, and his monument is on the quad.
2: He's the And competitor. I thought his name
0: sounded familiar, Carr. mm Mhm. And and this takes place back in eighteen sixty-five, and this whole memory walk. But then it, we 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 go through a couple a couple more memory walks with people who are in the area, and like this whole scene. What do you think about this whole scene with memory walks?
2: Well, I think it was significant that. Like, because the whole thing was like, Oh, it's just a memory, so they won't be able to see us.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And then mm-hmm. obviously But then they,
0: then, yep, they Luis, see us like the, Luisa, It was Yep.
2: Louisa was the one who then looks at Bree and then Brie was like, Hey, you said they couldn't see us and they're like, no, <laughs> We can't And then and then, like, and, yeah. and then
0: snatches her. Mm-hmm. Snatches yeah. her onto the next part of the memory wall goes to I think what was it? eighteen fifteen. Well Louisa's grandma's grandma, Cecilia and then she's helping she, she's helping someone give childbirth right mm-hmm. and, and, and paul's baby the, the, one is, the, the woman is giving birth her, has amber eyes and she and is like a, a crossroad child half human half demon mm-hmm.
2: this was a big thing because then we learned more about these crossroad demons right and yeah. how they're like sexually attractive uh, mm-hmm. Very like, yeah, enticing, seducing, yeah,
0: yeah. seductive,
2: <laughs> seductive, exactly, and and so we also get. Cell has these eyes. We're starting to make this connection of like those are the same mm-hmm. amber eyes, and so mm-hmm. Bree is kind of like, uh oh, cell, maybe bad news, and. <laughs> But then I'm in also the best thinking, way. Exactly. I'm also thinking, I'm like, oh my God. He that's why he's so like sexually attractive and he's so seducing and all of that. Because like he's this sex demon. Oh my god. Okay.
1: <laughs> my favorite type of book boyfriend, the sex demons.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But I think this was also a big because this was another thing that bridged Brie away from either the Order or the Bloodcasters or blood,
0: bloodcrafters. Yeah, blood because, cast- yeah, because but, but Patricia calls the Order Bloodcrafters, in this, and she's right, like, right, they right. don't borrow, power, they don't borrow power from their ancestors. They steal it and they bind it to their bodies.
2: Right through, and that was blood casting. Right, so it diverges her more from the Order and from um, the root crafters casters Mm. yeah because
0: crafters crafters and blood crafters Crafters, yes
2: right okay so she now has this ability that she shouldn't have according to the root crafters and also Mm. has these abilities that the people in the order don't have so it's like it's just growing more and more that brie is not fitting in anywhere you know Mm -hmm. and she's yeah
0: yes and, and, and the, the memory walk isn't finished yet because then Cecilia takes breed to the time of Patricia's sister, Ruth, at UNC. And the, and, and, then we, and then we see how, like, through this viewpoint, we see just this hooded person who opens a Shadowborn gate to unleash, to unleash Hellhounds.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And so that, that was also an, an interesting little tidbit as well.
2: And then, of course, we learn that Patricia's sister was at campus the same time as Bree's mom. So Brie mm-hmm. is thinking, yes. my mom could have also been witness to this. This could have been what yes. eventually caused her death.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. And and then also there's, there's, and then after, the, after the memory walk is over there's a moment where Brie faces uh, the car monument and I just, I really like, I, I really like that moment, where she's just like, because, just even like, I have this whole thing where it's like, she, she has a quote where it's like, I stand at that statue and claim bodies whose names the world wants to forget. I claim those bodies whose names I was taught to forget. And I claim mm-hmm. the unsung bloodlines that, that soaked the ground beneath my feet, because I know, I just know, that if they could, they would claim me. And, um, yes. and I just like that, that quote in particular, and just this whole passage. And I just, I really didn't enjoy it.
2: I think that was, I felt like, although it didn't specifically have much to do with her mom, I felt like that was a part of her grieving journey, I think, was, Mm -hmm. like, learning more about this. And, like, that was, like, a very, she, she was angry, but she was also, like, she was feeling this grief for all of those who, like, died before her. But also this, like, power and love from it, too. And just this like ultimate form of connection and it didn't yeah it was just like a very powerful moment i think in her yeah. character growth and also her journey of grieving if that makes mm-hmm.
1: sense yeah yes.
0: yeah I, I i really enjoyed it as well and and then and yeah so and so then after that we talked to william about being shadow one and we learned about uh, we learned that all Merlin's are actually part demons, mm-hmm. because Merlin's mom apparently died of steam was a go to incubus, mm-hmm. and as you were saying before, Sammy, like you know, all Merlin's they have this seductiveness. Although it's pass- <laughs> at, at this point, it's, it's passive. Mm-hmm. It, so, but, but it's still there. It's still you know kind of still <laughs> there. It, it's still like a glimmer, about, It's still a like glimmer. Yeah. After, you know the, the ability the ability to tempt people and okay.
2: He's many oh, yeah. generations removed from the like actual one parent being a human, one parent being a demon. But it's mm-hmm. like, you know, that's ultimately. Yeah, that's why, that's where why the power. Ended. Right.
0: Right. Okay. That's why the power is weakened. Right. But it's still a present.
2: And he is still the most powerful of his generation. So yeah. yes. his seductiveness is also the most powerful of his generation. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: And and then Bree goes to a nightclub with a fake ID and we learned and we learned about the selection gala, and this is where where, where Greer touches Breeze hair, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think, Felici- I think Felicity is also there. I don't think it was two she people. Touched-
2: it was Greer yeah. and whoever else. Was,
0: was it Felicity?
2: I think it might have been Felicity.
0: I forget. I forget. I forget. If, I, I forget if Felicity actually touched her hair or if she was just talking about her hair. It was he.
2: It, I remember um, Bree saying, and all of a sudden, I felt two hands touching my hair. Two hands. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. Man. Yeah. Double whammy, man.
0: <laughs>
2: but of course, Bree stood up for herself, and Bree was like, "Hey, I'm yeah. not a, I'm not a petting animal. Like, I'm, this isn't a petting zoo." Why? I yeah. guess it looks different it's not your hair but that doesn't mean you can just touch it like yeah. yes dude yeah
1: they were like oh I'm sorry
2: yeah
0: yes and then after the nightclub and they return to the university uh, three talks to Nick about the hooded figure who opened the gate 25 years ago with demon blood and sell being shadow one <laughs> and and I think we we, we, we said this earlier like three wonders if there was a, if, there, if some Merlin's maybe killed her mom because she witnessed the demon attack. And then we have a second child. And and the second child involves everyone going on a scavenger hunt to locate these Easter constructs and ward off Easter hellhounds. Hound and Bree ends up spending quite a bit of time di- with Sal during this because Sal ends up like he he he, he pairs himself with, mm-hmm. with Bree. This right. was an, an, an initially going to be her monitor, but Sal stepped in to replace him. And he's stubbornly believing that she's a demon, mm-hmm. and then he sends a hellhound after her, and wants to like, trap her and expose her as a mole.
1: But and then... wh- what do you think
0: about this? About this? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, Sammy, wh- wh- why don't you go? Like, what, what, what happens next? And so then, scene?
2: so then more. They're like the foxes. They're like these big... Hell foxes. foxes. (laughs) Hell foxes. It's not a hell hound. It's a hell fox. And then these hell foxes come out, and they are not from Cell. So the one that Cell, he summons one to try and corner Bree, but ultimately he can call it off at any moment. But he's he's not.
0: He created it from his own ether.
2: Right, Mm -hmm. exactly. But, and then, so then he, since he didn't call these hell foxes, he's going, Bree, call them off. Like, you did this called him off, and she's like, I didn't do this! Like, get it (laughs) through your thick skull! This is not me! And then he, she she finally was like, sell, please! And, or like, please sell or something like that, and that's kind of when he was like, oh, shit, okay, I'm wrong, we need to run, this is not her, these are not going away, and then they have um, the tunnels. We get introduced to these tunnels, and they're able to kind of run through the tunnels, but... They come out of the tunnels and they still were able to find them, and then
0: mm-hmm. there's counting oh, yeah. Yeah. on them and 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 then uh, and then also we hear we hear apparently Sal tore something off one of the off one of the beasts. Yes. There's like and 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 and, and then <laughs> and and then apparently the three she what was it? Yeah, because she she punched her she punched her fist through one of the hell foxes chest, and it gets stuck. and yep, it's stuck, and her yeah. arm is covered in red flames, and it's just like a quote where she says, just screams, mine,
2: quite
0: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. quite dramatic,
2: very yeah. dramatic, and I think too, this is also the moment where Cell kind of shows his hand of. I know the oath didn't bind you. I also know that my mesmers are not working on on Mm -hmm. you. So I know you're different. I know something's wrong. Kind of shows everything that he's, all the cataloging of information he's kept too. And then then he looks over and he sees that she's summoned her own ether from within her, something he has never seen before. And she's stuck in this big beast. He has to come (laughs) and help her out of it. And she's like sick to her stomach and he's now also kind of like questioning this que- this challenges everything i've ever known about ether and everything that how it behaves and everything like that so this was a big yes. stepping stone in their uh relationship development
1: yes mm-hmm. Not and really then when they
2: that but still
1: <laughs> no but and then also when they're like going through the little tunnels mhm to escape from that area and try to go away, is there's this bonding moment where he kind of stops being a dick to her because he realizes, "Oh my, okay, you're not, you're not what I thought. I don't know what you are, but I can stop being, yeah, I can stop being a dick." And she's like, "That's it. All you needed oh, was insulted. that." She's sends so much that he doesn't
0: see her as a serious stuff <laughs> <son> anymore, right? <laughs>
1: <gasps>
0: oh. That was that was actually a hilarious moment when she was It was she, she was feeling offended that she wasn't <laughs> tra- going after her anymore. Yeah. And and then also her mage fire. So after she's attacked by the Hell Fox and she's punched it, her mage fire is burning away the Hell Fox blood. Mm-hmm. And and then we also learn Tor has been awakened with super speed. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah, because, uh, uh, that's right. Awaken. That's like a whole thing too, as part of the the order and the hierarchy and all of the legend-born rules. Mm-hmm. Right. Called, and,
2: called by yeah. their ancestor.
0: Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Sal admits he was distracted and didn't see the demons coming because he was so focused on she greed. She she she. <laughs> so, so Nick punch so Nick, so Nick punches him, knowing Sal can't retaliate due to the king's mage oath. Mm-hmm. And Bree is surprised, Bree expressed a surprise that Nick would exploit, you know, exploit his power, his power imbalance. Mm-hmm. And I would say this was a this was, now, this was the moment I was talking about where I was like, mm-hmm. huh, this kind of feels like, like like a bit of a Tamlin moment.
2: <laughs> You're right. <laughs>
0: what about you, Sammy? Is this a moment you were thinking of?
2: I was thinking of this and another moment, too, where he, it was late, later on, he was telling her to calm down. Take deep breaths and just mm. calm down. And she was like, okay. "Don't tell I... me to calm down. Are you kidding me?" I th- yeah. thought both of those moments give off Tamlin vibes, where it was Reese who understood. Would in those moments he would know not to do those things. And though yes, yeah. so yeah. it was that one, and later on when mm-hmm. yeah,
1: right yeah,
2: and this was the first time where you're like, okay, there's I don't there's just like something. I think... something's not clicking yeah exactly Is that what you say? yes yeah it's just not quite like he's not quite seeing something there like he's not he's yes. not quite understanding there's a, a level of empathy or compassion or like he's letting this anger get the best of him and taking away from his character or something yeah or, yeah
1: and also you're seeing more of an inter- a proper introduction of, like, what a love triangle would look like, yes. right? And you see jealousy there. And from that moment on, we kind of see this, like, hint of jealousy in Nick. Like, even, I not to jump too far ahead, right, but even later when, when Bree's, like, it was an accident talking about her mom's death, but Nick is looking at Sel and thinking what was an accident? What was an accident? Um, so there's this like twinge that starts in this moment where Nick can almost feel there's some kind of weird vibe going on because also Bree's like defending Cell in this moment and after. Like he, I understand calling the hellhound on me was like rude, obviously, right? But... He was doing doing it for the right, yeah, he was doing it for the right reason, so I respect that. And you see Nick being, like, just full of anger. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that was when I was also like, oh, is this a red flag? Like, is he gonna be, like, just a rage-filled individual, and we don't know, and he has this, like, persona of nice guy, but he's not? Like, I don't know.
2: It's the same thing with Akatar, because everyone loves Tamlin. The first book, Mm -hmm. we're like, oh my god, I love this guy. And Mm -hmm. then the second book, it's, wait a second, and then it was like, did I just miss every red flag that there was? Like, were there red flags that I just missed from the first book? Yeah. Or was he he actually just flip a switch? And so Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm so on my guard now with any Mm -hmm. love interest, especially when I know it's a series, and there are multiple potentials. I'm like, I'm always looking for is this going to be the red flag is this the red flag like yep. Yep. i even yeah, I
1: know- told sammy yesterday like i w- we were talking briefly about legend born and i was like i i kind of have vibes about like tamlin vibes like Acatar vibes here where i'm not trusting the first love interest yep.
0: yes i know that's, that's what i was saying earlier and that's why i yeah it's interesting because I've only read ACOTAR once and I did miss I think a lot of the red flags and it's, it'll be interesting in the future when I eventually go back and reread that because then I'll be able to pick up on everything I'm sure on all of the also, red flags
2: I've also only read it once but I've had had—I've just seen so many TikToks I'm amazed <laughs> that you are not on TikTok because the book community on TikTok is so <laughs> massive I know there's,
0: there's, uh, there's a lot of stuff on BookTok I know I know
2: but because book talk has like pointed out at people in book talk have been like, Oh, this was a red flag. This was a red flag when he did this in akatar So like now I specifically know what scenes to look for, but so, I mean, like when I reread it, I'm obviously like, I think it's going to be so hard to reread Akatar, Like the first one specifically, it's going to be so hard <laughs> no. to reread it and get through all of those scenes yes. with Tamlin. But
1: yeah. Oh, well, yes. <gasps> Oh and, well.
0: And, and then Nick orders Sal to stay away from Bree. and then Nick <laughs> is Nick is gonna have a a named Julian train Bree and you know train her for the third child. And then Bree meets Patricia and a woodcrafting junior named Mar- Mariah, who is mm-hmm. a medium, and basically she can talk that she can talk to dead people, to the spirits, communicate with them, mm-hmm. and. Well, oh, and I, I like this moment how Brie points out how she likes inhabiting a safe space with other Black women. Mm-hmm. I appreciated that little details. and and then uh, and and then we have we have this whole thing with the, with Mariah attempting to use her powers and she's using them on Brie specifically, mm. and then Brie ends up. Big, I guess basically having a panic attack and running away. Yeah, because she, she, it, it's bringing up all of these feelings for her. So again, like through that she's feeling for her mom, right? And just how think, you know, right. how she's obsessed with death, and now it's like oh, this is, it's dredging up all of those all of those feelings.
2: I think for this moment specifically, it also just shed a light on yes. It, it was all about generational trauma, obviously, and, like, this, and just realizing, I think she was, like, I don't have these connections, all of these tragic deaths, like, my mom's mom died before okay. she had her, and it was just real, like, she had this moment of kind of realizing how far back this tragedy really goes, and, um, and I think she couldn't handle it in that moment, like, it was, because the whole thing was, like, trying to find those ties through love. She was like, think of a moment of you loved with your mom, or like, think of that love and connect that like a string back through your ancestors. And she all could, she all she could think of was the pain and the hurt. And that's why it didn't work in that moment. But also, that's when Mariah goes, Oh no, like, this was something really bad happened. Mm -hmm. Like, something's really wrong here. And then Breeze freaks out and bolts. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yes and yeah just gener- generational trauma that that what it's funny because i was also thinking of Encanto while mm-hmm. while reading this and just wait that generational trauma also plays a, a massive role in that movie as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: with colonization and, racism oh yes old you can tie it back to white people nine times out of ten
1: mm-hmm Probably even <laughs> ten times out of ten, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: And,
0: and then several, and then three goes to the lodge back back to the lodge for combat training. I like how it knows how she does that. Several hours and a nap later.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Just get you know taking a break, getting some rest. Right. And so she, she does the training, and. There's a moment where she has a, a this messy dream about her mom and regions bowing to her and a graveyard. Mm-hmm. And I, I also I also like I also like a little bit about uh about uh Jillian Bree's train Bree, Bree's trainer how she has a, a prosthetic left leg, Which is, I I, okay. I thought that was a, a nice little detail. Mm-hmm. You know. And and then and then Bree goes back to Patricia and this is when Patricia tells her about the persi- that she, she di she diagnoses with persistent complex bereavement disorder
3: mm-hmm.
0: and again in the author's notes i i like i like the information that the author includes mm-hmm. about that and just you know I it helps to, inf- and helps to helps inf- to helps to inform this book
2: i think you and, you've made the case for uh reading the author's note, and as soon as we're done with this I'm definitely gonna go uh read that. Yes. No. <laughs> yeah,
0: I had, I I, yes, I, I, I do, I urge you to do that. It was, it was interesting to read, and just letting you know that Tracy Dion did did do research, you know, while mm-hmm. writing this book.
1: I love author's um, notes.
0: Yes, and and then and then Patricia wants free to transfer to a, di- to a different therapist because she can't endorse what free is doing with the order, and she also informs her that the order has a massive debt to pay after fifteen centuries. Because of all of the powers they've been stealing for themselves And it's like, well Basically basically, the universe is going to come calling And it's going to force mm-hmm. you to pay all, all of that back sometime
1: Repercussions
0: Yeah, it's just a question of, of when mm-hmm. And Sal vows to train free and combat child the following night And we have a little run-in with Ron again Where Ron is just being asshole once again and yeah. kind of being creepy And then he ends up knocking her unconscious after she beats him in the spa
1: Yeah
0: <laughs> And Bree wakes up to find William has been healing her mm-hmm. And this, like, stuff happened. like she learns to- Sarah has been bonded to Tor and absorbed her speed And learns Nick kicked uh, that Dick Weasel Vaughn out of the tournament mm-hmm. Yes Stuff happening
2: And I think we need to highlight that she was, like, her goal for that tournament or for that trial was to lose well. Like, Mm -hmm. she was training Mm -hmm. that whole week. All she was, like, the best I can muster up. Like, these people have been training their entire lives. The best Mm -hmm. I can do is lose well. And she comes in and she wins two out of three of those. um, Right? It was two out of three. Was wasn't it? Yeah. Or was it just two?
0: I'm not sure.
1: I think it was two out of three.
2: Was it? I don't know. But anyways, she didn't lose well. She actually won. And because she mm-hmm. had those moments that every... And you want to know why she won? Because who trained her the night before?
1: <laughs> Sel. Sel, <laughs> Sel did.
2: <laughs> There's
1: also something about a private training.
2: I was... Literally, when I started this book, I was like, are we going to get a training montage scene? Like, where yeah. they're, you know...
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> it also reminded me of um like the way in that moment like when she was fighting where she was recognizing weaknesses. This is always like the classic thing is like yeah. recognize your opponent's we- weakness and then oh, I'm smaller and quicker or whatever. It kind of gave me Arya Stark vibes too of like beating like, down anybody because she was sticking like, with the pointy end. Yep. Yep. <laughs> So yes. I love that. And then and then she's recuperating. And this is when then Nick is gone. Nick had to go drop his dad off at the airport or whatever. Right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And he's like, go to my room. Here's a key. Here's a key. <laughs> Wait in my room. We can talk or not talk. Whatever you want.
1: And <laughs> she was like, not talk? And then who does she end up with instead that evening? So <laughs> After and, he's fresh out the shower. <laughs> yes. Uh. And,
0: oh, and then, also, I, I forgot to mention. So, so we also learned that Saul and Tor had actually gone out together for a bit. Oh, Yeah. And an, an intriguing little details learn about. And mm-hmm. and then also, Saul when he when he's a drunk, he talks about Merlin's having to cope with. Succumbing to the blood, he, ca- he calls it, or losing mm-hmm. their humanity because of the demon's des- desires grows stronger as they age.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And if, if if a Merlin would be ousted, and basically didn't have the oaths to control them, they would lose their humanity. Right. And then free returns to the lodge, and then she go, and then she and, and then she has a realization about the wall, and she theorizes to to that the marble is clawed up because a previous king's mage opened up the gate and it was a place with Isaac. So maybe this mm-hmm. rogue Merlin track down her mom. And right. so, and I, I, and then and then the sound jumps out the window with three over his shoulder. And it ends up else? turning into a whole Twilight scene.
2: Yes, the Twilight yes. scene! I was just about to say that!
0: has
2: <laughs> 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 like... I, I was picturing the, like, because he's running super fast, and I'm thinking, oh my god, I'm picturing the time when she's piggyback riding, because she specifically said, no, let's do Piggy piggyback.
0: Back. She I'm says not- piggyback. Yeah. And, it, and, she's like, and she's like, like that movie, and he says, shut up.
2: Yes. Oh <laughs> my god. So funny.
0: And then he says at the end, after, after, and then he says at the end, I'm not actually a vampire. Yeah. <laughs>
2: i love that i love authors referencing popular culture but like yeah Yeah. in the right way yeah
0: yeah
1: that was
2: the right way
0: yeah you know what you know you know i as you know even though even though i'm not you know i'm not a twilight fan so i did see i did my mom did basically force me to see the first movie when i was sick and i was like 12 years old Mm -hmm. and she thought that was a great way to pass my sickness hey let's watch twilight but I i can appreciate this little this little nod
1: of course. I think
2: Twilight's just so camp. Like, that's such a... It's, it's
0: oh, very camp. camp. It's oh, such it is a, very campy. Yeah, yeah.
2: It's so campy. I think I have one friend specifically where it's like that is her comfort movie. She watches it probably three to four times a month. And I, I, I'm not that level. I can watch every once in a while. I'm like, you know, I kind of want to watch Twilight again. But it is few and far between.
1: I don't think I've watched Twilight since the movies came out.
0: That's fair. Oh, wow.
1: But I that's am very keen to buy all of the books again and reread them and then watch all the movies again.
0: <gasps> yeah, that's understandable. And... Secondhand. <laughs> yeah, it is, it's funny, yeah, Twilight... There, there were quite a few years when Twilight was was declining in popularity, but now it really has, I feel like, a lot of people in, in its grips again. And there's yep. like, movies are on Netflix, they came out on Netflix last year. And you know, I I keep like podcasts. I you know, podcasts keep release. They've released tons and tons of episodes about Twilight. Obviously, both the books (laughs) and the movies.
2: I think it's It's just earned itself. It's earned itself such a iconic um, reputation. Like it just has, like Like, nothing. It's called for a
0: touchdown.
2: It is. It is. It (laughs) (laughs) wasn't. It helps
0: that Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart are both, yeah. like, stars now. They're mm-hmm. huge now.
1: True. True. Gay icon. Yeah.
0: Yes. <laughs> so. I mean, I mean man, man, Pattinson, he's gonna be Batman. That's coming out next week. Uh, no, no, this week, the Batman.
1: I think just having Robert Pattinson in that movie makes that movie camp. Like, can we collectively <laughs> take Batman? Email, email Bruce Wayne. Yes, yes. Does he sparkle? I want to know. <laughs> Is there going to be I, an "I know what you are" moment, yeah. Batman? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I really sent myself with that one. My brain thought it, and I was like, "That's funny. <laughs> they should do that."
2: I haven't. Why haven't we seen that?
1: Make right? TikTok. All right. I'll make a TikTok. You should. You're right.
0: You're right. I'm not anybody excited about the Batman movie. Actually, like I don't. I, I'm I'm still not going in theaters right now because I'm still worried about COVID so I yeah. won't be able to see it in theaters probably. But I've actually been listening to the soundtrack, the score by Michael Chicchino, and I yes. enjoy it a lot. Like I'm a film score connoisseur, and I just I've really been enjoying just the soundtrack for the movie. I love um, that. So Yeah.
2: Okay, back to love, the book. You know,
0: I love film <laughs> scores. Yes, film scores are fun. Yes. And back to the book now, yes. So And so now so Bree brings you know, Sal brings Bree to his dad's house to search for info about her mom. And this is when we learn about her, about Sal's mom. About mm-hmm. how apparently she was killed by an Ushaw while on a mission. Yeah. And after that, her, his dad, like just got just you know, his human dad just, you know, uh ended up sinking into alcoholism and mm-hmm. never coming back out.
2: But Which, we also very quickly turn around and learn because we get to Nick's we,
0: we,
2: dad's yeah. house, yes. where Sal also grew up. Yeah,
0: yes, yeah. I think I, I might have said before that we, I think I said before we went to Sal's dad's house. It's right. like no, well, it's that's like Nick's dad's house. Yeah, but
2: yeah. Sal <laughs> also grew up there and was raised by him. Right, true, true. yeah, yeah.
0: And so we then we find out about the, the gate opening in, in 1995 and how apparently it was actually. Natasha Kane, Sal's mom, who was responsible. And the regents decided to keep her alive and offer temporary p- probation later on because her bloodline is so strong and they needed to preserve it. But as years passed, she was released, but then she exhibited a relapse of the blood symptoms. So the regents, she
2: had Sal. Yeah. Had locked her up yes. Again. Yes.
0: Right. And the regents yeah, returned her to imprisonment and then sent Sal to a Merlin school and bonded him to Nick.
2: Right. Right at a young age so, then, yes, and then another bomb drops can i say it can i say it please yes
0: yes yes yes
2: and then Cell goes something about blah, blah blah nick that's probably why i fell in love with him
1: oh yeah and then we're all like bye icon yes
0: yes,
1: <laughs> yes.
0: <Yep. laughs> yeah. uh. at the tender age of 13. Mm-hmm.
1: and now we know why he's so likable not only is he edgy and brooding he's also he's queer, queer. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But yeah, and 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 then when you learn about that, it also makes sense as to I think you, you can get the feelings there like why he like why he's, you know, why how he interacts with Nick. Mhm. And just you, you it's the it's complicated dynamic now. Yeah. yeah it's more It's Mhm. And I
3: enjoyed
0: that. And then and then we also learned that apparently Brie learned her mom really did die in a car accident. It was just, and the Regents and the Merlin had checked in on her for decades. A bit like witness protection, I would say.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And the officer at the hospital was indeed a Merlin. And Brie, and Brie realized her mom did what she did, like pretending that the Mesmer had worked on her.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. And it was, and and this scene, you know, this was also, this, just was a lot of emotions running through the scene because then she—it's like she realizes that basically her mom wasn't killed by anyone. It was just a tragic accident.
2: Yes. So it wasn't she,
0: any machinations.
2: Exactly. So it's like I really maybe don't need to be involved with this anymore. Like I got yeah. the answer I came for. Mm-hmm. But now she's tied. Like now she's with Nick, sort of, and she finished all three trials and passed. And so it's like, what does she do now? What does she want mm-hmm. to do now? You know. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: And none of the oaths no, and- have happened yet, so she's like, "Now's the time mm-hmm. to leave if I can." Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Yes. Yeah. So that's so that's happening, and then and then also, I found it, I found it to be also, you know, sad when she when, when there's a moment where she begs out to to clear her memories of her mom from her mind. Which is like, that's how bad she's feeling. It's like she doesn't want to remember her mom at, at this moment. And of course, you know, Stella doesn't do that. And, and then as they leave, this is when, we, you pointed this out we, this moment before, as they leave, they run right into Nick at the front door. She and she this she is she when Bree says like, oh, like this was just an accident. And she Nick doesn't understand what she's talking about. So, it, you know, and, and she's like, she says she can't be here anymore and she has to leave.
2: And he's, Nick's immediately like, Cell, what did you do to her? What did you do? Mm-hmm. And yeah. And I was like, what yeah. do you mean it was an accident? And mm-hmm. yeah. <sighs>
0: and now, and then we get into Bree sinking into her grief and she won't even open up to Alice. Who. Uh, there's a moment where Bree, where Alice recommends homeostasis for her, which is mm-hmm. kind of like an amusing moment for Alice too. Yeah, and then I, I, I also like, and then the next scene is when Vivian and her dad eat at the Waffle House, and I enjoyed that scene a lot too. Yes, I
2: I have such a fascination with Waffle House because like I live on the West Coast, I've never been to a Waffle House ever. So also being able to see their orders, I got a glimpse into cause, into like, Waffle House, <laughs> like what like what is offered at a Waffle House, and I'm gonna guess waffles. Well, yeah, but, like, the extent, like, it was, like, this smothered and hash browns or something like that. Like, it was the lingo used to order. I was like, oh, my God, (laughs) it's a glimpse into a world I've never known, kind of. It probably shouldn't be as fascinating as it was, but I do just have this curiosity with Waffle House stuff. I've never
1: been to a Waffle House either. Now now I'm, like, truly thinking about it. Hmm. But let me tell you, I've been to a lot of Denny's. (laughs) Doesn't count. I was at the Denny's in downtown Manhattan, the only Denny's in New York City before they closed it. Oh, so sad. <laughs> I know. Now there's no Denny's in New York City. Oh. Rip Denny's. Anyways, Waffle House. So they're yeah. at Waffle
2: House.
0: And then, and then her dad gives her gives Bree her mom's like personal bible and, her, and this little blue velvet box that has Mm-mm. like her her golden shine bracelet inside. And her dad says don't make your life about the loss make it about the love yes and i that that quote reminded me of the of a vision saying what is grief if not love persevering Mm mm-hmm it reminded me of that
2: beautiful quote Mm
0: which yeah i still i i look back on one of vision with a lot of fondness so and even like just like what is grief if not love persevering i still love that quote
2: I loved WandaVision so much. That was my yeah. gateway into uh, the MCU. I hadn't like, really been into the MCU oh, at really? all. And then the, during the pandemic, it was like during the pandemic when it came out. And I was like, okay, this show looks good. Like I have a crush on Elizabeth Olsen. Like, let's go for it. And then, I, and then I watched all of it. And I was like, okay, now I need to watch every single MCU media, piece of media, because I need to understand what just happened.
0: I know, know, yeah, WandaVision, I really enjoyed that because I was like, oh, great, now, it's like good, now Wanda and Vision finally have a story, like, they have a good, they have a compelling story, whereas before then, it was like, oh yeah, they are okay, but the MCU isn't really giving them enough story meat to work with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: So good. Okay, so yeah, that was, that was a very beautiful, I liked that connection of that quote, yeah.
1: I really loved uh, Bree's dad as a character. I think I know, he showed yeah. the right amount of concern. Just,
0: <laughs> yeah, he's concerned about his daughter, and you know he wants to take care of her. And he, you know, he's dealing with, you know, he can, he's he's dealing with his own baggage. Even though I feel like he's not he's, he's not wrapped up and 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 the same way that his daughter is, but mm-hmm. you know he, he's so, he's still so he's still devastated in a way that you know that, that Faye is gone. Mm-hmm.
2: I think he. It was a good balance of taking care of his daughter but also knowing her enough of like no you're not packing up and coming home i have i believe in you i have faith in you i think this is where you're supposed to be and you can do this mm-hmm. you're strong okay. and like i think that's she needed that in that moment mm-hmm. really really yes. badly yeah
0: yes i agree and then and then brie uh, and then brie is messing around with the charm bracelet and she ends up kind of going going on what felt like kind of another memory walk, basically, where she relives the memory of her mom talking to her at the fairgrounds. And this is when her, and it's like a new memory for her now, because it was like wiped, it was wiped away, but now she's reliving it, and she's, and her mom tells Bri about woodcraft, and the fact that the moms and daughters don't get to spend much time together, because, and, and that's, that's part of the curse. Again, it's like they die young,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and and we learn later on, that it's like, oh, they only get to have one daughter, and then it's like mom's die. And Rudecraft is executed through, through the Bloodcraft, and the universe coming to call for its death. And each mother's final act constitutes passing on her, her abilities to her daughter.
1: Mm-hmm. And,
0: there was, and then there was a woman behind Brie in his memory. Was it Patricia? I thought it was Patricia. Do you think it was, it was Patricia? You don't
1: know. Oh, was it not Cell's mom?
2: Oh, I think it might be Sel's mom. I You're thought right. it was because Sel's
1: mom. Because she was
2: asking, because it was, Faye was asking questions about the, like, the logistics of how it was going to work mm-hmm. and stuff. And so it was definitely someone who knew more than Patricia would have known.
0: Okay.
3: But I think it wasn't yeah, I was
2: specified that it was Sel's mom, but then we later it found was, out It was we not specified. Friends. Yes. Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah, it was, it was, yeah, I was wondering because there was no names. It wasn't mm-hmm. specified. So that's why I was just Trying to guess who was behind her.
1: Because then, like, towards the end, they reveal that like Bree's mom and Cell's mom were friends or they knew each other something along those lines. So I think I think that's why I'm pretty sure it's Cell's mom. Mm -hmm.
0: And then Bree meets back up again with Patricia and Mariah. And Mariah helps Bree be possessed by her by grandma, by Bree's grandma. Mm -hmm. And and, and that's what's really funny. Her grandma is really funny the way she possessed. Free, and she and she feels her grandma poker to scold her for for, for <laughs> drinking for going out and drinking, and
2: also for <laughs> taking the Lord's name in vain. Oh yeah, mm-hmm.
0: she, she can. Bree can feel her, her grandma slapping her for mm-hmm. taking the Lord's name in vain.
1: What do you mean? You know how it feels to be drunk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was so
0: funny. <laughs> yes, and and then and, and then Bree gussies up gussies, gussies herself up for the gala at the Carolina Club. And then we're like wow the gala staff is just made up entirely of black and brown employees.
1: Yep. Again not shocking but still disappointing.
0: <laughs> yes. And and th- and then we and then this, this is also when we, when, say, when when Bree and Dex they run into Isaac for the first time. She mm-hmm. thinks mage for Nick's dad and the way he was described physically was quite striking and i'll I'll read it here it just it says the man standing behind nick as a silent ghoul and formal wear yellow red eyes the color of dying leaves are set deep in a pale face under hawkish black brows also it also says the act the accurate clawing smell of his signature collects in the back of my throat like bile duck and that's like wow that is a bad guy okay now we know
2: Didn't he also like and have the- fangs? Like yeah, fangs.
1: because Alice later, Alice later said that there was a guy with crazy eyes and fangs.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. I th- I think so. Yeah. yeah. This was I think it's
2: here. important to note too was Brie wanted to go to the gala to say goodbye. She was not. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is, this is the gala where they're all choosing who their sci- Pe- I-
0: who, who the legend who, points we i thought pages are going to graduate into legend points Pages are graduating into legend points
2: right but it's the the the, the descendants well they're the two s s words one of them the squires are the scions
1: oh squire squire
2: okay so they're okay yeah the scions are the descendants Mm -hmm. and the squires are the ones that they choose the scions choose to be their like bonded person or whatever
0: and to all legend Legendborns, right? Yeah. Is that it, I think? Okay, yeah. Yes, I think so. Yeah, but you, 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 you're, right, you're right, Sammy. Yeah, she's saying goodbye, yes.
2: So she's intending to say goodbye, and then they, they're dancing.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Everybody's dancing,
2: mm-hmm. and then Nick gets pulled away.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And then Isaac comes and starts talking to Bree. And Bree's getting icky vibes. And Grandma jumps in, too. And is like, who is this? Because Grandma is still inside Bree. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And she comments comments on not liking Isaac's eyes.
2: Yes. Mm
0: -hmm. And And then who sweeps her away?
1: Who sweeps her away? Who comes in in his handsome suit? And
2: I love that moment, too. Because Bree show She was like, "Uh uh-oh, I messed up. Because she goes... I like your natural smell better than this. And he Yeah, she she
0: can smell his casting.
3: Yes.
2: Exactly. And he's like and then he just goes like you're remarkable or something like that. And I also I just want to make a point to say cuz since she can smell casting, but she like she can also <laughs> so she smells and his is like whiskey cinnamon. Yeah. It's like dark, <gasps> but like smells good. And then she can also smell Nick his smell is, like, laundry and, like, something else. And it's, like, okay, clean laundry. Obviously, clean laundry. But, it's, like, one is not like the other here. This yeah. cinnamon dark smell and then clean yeah. laundry. Yeah. Like, come on. Come on.
1: Yep. Yep. Yes. I, I also love I these... A... Sorry. Oh, yeah. I, think I, think I love, I like, know. this moment in books where there's, like, the ball kind of vibes and there's this, like, there's this tension in the room, but they're dancing to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm there for it.
0: Yes. I know, and, and there's even a point where, 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 I wrote into notes, some sparks between three and cell, question mark, question mark, question mark, <laughs> for a specific scene. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was quite powerful, the chemistry between them, specifically here. And then, and, and then, and then, Nick ends up choosing Bree to be his squire. That's what I have written mm-hmm. in the notes Squire.
2: Squire. Yes, it is squire.
1: And I, saw it I saw this
0: coming. I saw this coming. By the way, Nick, Nick, Nick doing this. Mm-hmm. Did you? Did, yeah, I,
1: th- I thought it was an interesting thing that she would go to say goodbye at this big event that was like had a lot of pressure on her for her as well. I thought it was like a weird context to go to say goodbye. So when he did choose her, I was like, I mean, you walked right into that girl. Like, <laughs> I don't know what to also, tell you. She also
2: didn't say before it was his time to choose. He did not. She did not say, "Yeah, I'm out of this. Like, don't
1: choose me." Yeah, like, you look just, nice. You showed up to the event. You're in the ball game, as far as I'm concerned.
0: Yeah, she she didn't give a warning. True, true. Mm-hmm. And and then three does end up accepting, even though she wonders if it's really necessary. Since mm-hmm. you know, obviously she's completed her mission. She got an answer got her mom. Vaughn uh, Vaughn's mom engages in in some racism. <laughs> uh, and then some. And then someone says like her blood is dirty and she'll taint the line.
1: Yeah. E- wow.
2: All hell breaks loose. Cell comes and, to the rescue to uh, yes. get her from the help her escape.
1: Yes. I, and then I, I know, comes I love, along with her.
0: Wait, wait, wait. I, I, love, I, I love when Sal is like, uh, when Sal says, fucking assholes. And Bree is like, <laughs> where are you taking me? And then he says, away from the aforementioned assholes. <laughs> yeah, that's funny.
3: And oh, the snark. Like,
2: and then she's like, I have to see Nick. And he's like, ugh, okay, fine. And like, <laughs> yes. gets them together.
1: Yeah. And this was the thing for me, right? Like how they didn't do the oath thing right away. That's how I just know in my heart of hearts that Cell is endgame because she's not binded to Nick. Yeah. I think so.
2: She wasn't a squire. She had the abilities that more aligned with mm-hmm. Scion or something. So like she I don't think she could physically be a squire. So the fact that like because like I don't even think it would have worked. Doing the oath, not well. She can not not do
1: it. it Any yeah, right. But
2: like I think her abilities make it so like she couldn't have been because it is like it's a partnership, but it's also like a subordinate role to Mm -hmm. Sion, and like she isn't in any way like her abilities exceed those. Like yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so she she doesn't fit within the within within the hierarchy of the water. She's I think she's kind of like an anomaly
1: hmm literally yeah. <laughs> as we come to find and then, out
0: and then, and then Isaac arrives to knock her out and abduct her mm-hmm. and then we and then she winds up in Lord Davis's office and we find out he's a mastermind and he talks about uh, he talks about like I think he mentions Morion Mar- 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 is that the correct pronunciation I'm not sure uh, yes. of, um, yeah, because he talks about Moria not being accepted at the Round Table because he's because he's black, obviously.
2: Right, and... right, right. So this he kind of oh. gives the story of potentially you were one of the 150 original knights or something like that because some of them went to the Moorish lands, and mm-hmm. one of them slept with a black woman. And he, when he, like, those, those descendants eventually came back, they weren't accepted because they're black.
1: Oh, that missed. So. M- my brain didn't. Yeah. Oh, really? Wow. Plot point. So he, was,
2: he was trying to kind of figure out why maybe she, he didn't understand why she had these abilities. And his explanation was like, maybe she was um.
1: descended
2: from one of them.
1: One yeah. of the other ones
2: that weren't the thirteen that
1: are still like there. Little did he know. <laughs> Seriously though.
0: <laughs> and and then he he goes on to talk about like wars being opportunities, you know, for them to flourish and and then and, and opening the gates twenty five years ago and framing Sarah's mom for it, mm-hmm. wanting Arthur mm-hmm. he wanted King Arthur to call him and that he's now he's accelerating Camlin because yes. he wants like what yeah. he, he wants the war to come. And he's like, and he tells Bree that she represents the quote crux of a t- of two faults unquote because mm-hmm. of of course being black and and a woman. Yep. And mm-hmm. he plans to rule through his son, and de- and he's gonna give Excalibur to to his son tonight. And then and then Isaac arrives with Alice and wipes two weeks worth of memories from her mm-hmm. mind. So Bree has to agree to to Davis's proposal to leave university and to legend one world forever. So much mm-hmm. stuff happening here and i don't I, I personally did not see uh davis being the being the main villain the primary bad guy what what about you did you see I this did. coming did? i did
2: personally i was connecting this to another book ninth house where there was a similar similar mm-hmm. thing that happened um and i think we didn't get enough Like, it was like he was kind of a mystery throughout the book. We did not learn much about him. He wasn't in a lot of it, and he kept leaving. And he was going on all these trips, and we weren't really getting... Like, I was just... I'm always suspicious of the person in charge who lets the children take care of things and do Mm very things. And he was the... This person who was supposed to kind of be the leader of the house-ish. And he was... Letting his child and other children do very dangerous things. I don't know. It was yeah. he just gave off like white man, risky white man vibes. So
1: in hindsight, I feel like I should have seen that Dave, that Davis Senior was the was the bad guy because he's yeah. the old white guy, yeah. and that would have oh, just made the yeah. most sense. But I I, I was I was thinking like it was gonna have to do with the other. Um, groups societies like secret societies within the school oh, okay. i thought it was going to be like another group attacking them you were stuck in ninth house too, then. i was stuck in ninth house too with the exact same assumption that it was going to be somebody else doing it and in reality it's the guy who's been under your nose the whole time
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah yep. i've heard about i've heard about ninth house a lot would you recommend reading that yes. i haven't oh yeah
1: oh yeah we loved it mm-hmm.
0: interesting okay yeah yeah I'll, I'll have to I'll have to add that to the tpr piled in I've been hearing it's so much so about good. that
2: it's you'll you'll definitely connect um quite a bit to this to legend
1: i think mm-hmm. it's like a big secret society magic kind of vibe.
0: yeah i've got i, I, I yeah, i've heard about that detail, so mm-hmm. I was like oh, okay so that's that's probably why you're bringing it up and connecting it to legend yeah. yeah right right and so... then after after Bree brings Alice back to the dorm, Bree's grandma summons the help of a healer uh named Jesse from three generations back. And Jesse recovers helps recover Alice's memories through Bree's energy. That's and Alice knows convenient. about Le Legend Born now.
2: Yes. Oh, that wait, seemed that seemed kind of like a like a cop out convenient, very convenient to just get um Alice's memories back. Like it was so quick of all the mm-hmm. so She took all the memories True. back and quick. then it was like Oh, she gets the ball back really quick because i don't, I don't know that that felt like, oh okay, well,
1: yeah I think it was, was I think again it came down to pacing, like I yeah. think that was just another pacing moment, like it's so close to the end of the story. we don't need to be too technical here. Let's just get over this little detail and then we can continue kind of vibe uh yeah and that that was my it, thing maybe, with the pacing
0: may, maybe if this maybe if this moment had happened earlier on in a book.
1: Yeah. Then mm-hmm.
0: maybe we have more space for Alice to not have the memories, and then when they recover, then it would feel more of a payoff. Yeah. A bigger, yeah, a bigger satisfaction, bigger, bigger satisfaction for this ending.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, so now, so now she knows about legendborns, and she vows to fight with Bree. And and then and then, we, and then I'm going to read this quote here with Bree, where she says, "By the time we reach the basement level side door, my grandmother is back, but she's completely asleep." Like straight up old person on the couch asleep, jaw slack, slight snoring after <laughs> <as laughs> I my skull and releasing a heavy, slow feeling in my chest.
1: Yeah, that was funny.
0: <gasps> yes. And then, and then now, so these numerous demon attacks, the shadowborn attacks, and is heavily injured, and, and Nick is gone. Demons closing in. Demons closing mm-hmm. in on the university campus. Yep, yep. Nick and his dad are gone.
3: And we also learned
0: the song. And Isaac, yep, Isaac, and we also learned such a thing as a cougar, kind of hell cougar. Hell animals,
2: all of the hell
1: animals. And such strange choices. Hell hounds, I get. We we know hell hounds. Hell foxes, bit random. Hell cougar, super random. I feel like for the South, why not like a bobcat or whatever? Is hell bobcat too too much? Are we pushing it too far?
2: Yeah, maybe. No, like <laughs> hell, I want to see. You know what I want to see? I want to see a hell like armadillo, like a hell. Yeah,
1: hell turtle. Well, uh, I yeah, think a hell well, turtle would an, be uh, op. A hell
0: elephant. Hell elephant.
2: Oh, stampeding in. That could be. Yes, I was thinking.
0: I was thinking of that because there's this there's this an- there's this anime web series I I watched called Ruby, and it has all of these like gr- these these creatures called Grimm the creatures of Grimm, and as all of these different creatures based off on, like, real-life animals, and one of them is actually, there's, like, a Grimm elephant, and, Mm. or, like, a a Grimm, uh, a Grimm scorpion, and a Grimm gorilla. Oh, wow. Hmm. I haven't heard of All these these different creatures.
1: I'm just going to start adding hell to the front of any animal I see, (laughs) and see how that works out for me.
0: Also, it's not—it's not just like Grim Elephant or Grim Gorilla. Like there are specific names. Like I—I I, for some mm. reason I can't recall the names at the moment. But they have like specific names for, one, right. for each animal, for each creature. Yeah. And then, and, and then so now they're trying to think about what's going on. Like they're trying to you know like why is David doing this? How like, how how is he able to do this even with all of the O's? Like yeah. is he right? Does, is it because he's, he's serving the order and is bending the rules for him or because he has Accomplices who are working for him and helping him with the scheme and... Or is
2: his logic literally so distorted that he In his yeah, twisted mind saying, he yes. act, like, he's not actually breaking the order Or like breaking the oath He's helping the he order he, He's thinks... helping the order Yes he has yeah. convinced himself he is helping the order And
0: the, the sh- rules th- are being twisted for him Yep, I was, yep, yep. That's what I was saying yes. Yep. And I think
2: that's the case
0: and the Shadow of One are heading to Excalibur for, which is which was forged by Merlin himself. And the, the Shadow of One are planning to drain its it's on if it's ether. And William says he can close the gates with demon blood. So now they're all preparing for, for preparing for the fight. And Ron gives Bree a sword, which is an interesting little moment. A little bit of a turnaround for him, where it's, it's kinda of like, oh like you know, you're realizing that, you know, it's just going down now. So you have to kind of work with her. Mm-hmm. You have to help her, help her, even if you hate her. And right. There's
2: a bit of mutual respect of like, you're a good yes. fighter, and he's kind of like, we need you. So, yeah. This yeah. is your best weapon. You suck at this. You suck at this. Use this.
0: <laughs> yeah. So now, on to to so so teenagers are going down into three Felicity, Russ, William, Tor, and Sarah. So they all, they all enter the tunnel network through a secret entrance hidden by the wall of ages.
3: Mm-hmm. And
0: that was a nice a nice little reveal. I like that reveal. The wall being mm-hmm. a hidden. Yeah. Door, because they yeah. suspect they suspect David Senior might open might open the gates down here.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And then they end up running into these imps. With leathery wings and long, solid fingers, ambushing them, and I imagine them looking a lot like um, man bats. You know that the, the Batman villain <laughs> in the DC universe, Man bats How, mm-hmm. he, how you know, do you know what he looks like?
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Man Bat. I, I, I imagine he's looking like Man Bat.
2: I agree. And,
0: I can see that. And you know, does it happen here? Like one of them kills Fitz, and like, he's impaled. Uh, one of them snatches him up and impales him on a stalagmite. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then and then and then Bree realizes Evan's feet haven't been making any noises or any noises. And you find mm-hmm. out, oh, like as they're sidling along the ravine, it's actually a Garushul demon who's disguised as a real Evan whom mm-hmm. the Garushal Raz murders. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so it, much
0: bad, it was it was, know, was here
1: where I thought, okay, we're gonna lose William. Yeah. I was I thinking felt- this is when yeah. Yes,
0: yeah. yes.
2: then so she has to get away from evan Evan. who's now from from from
0: raz yeah Mm
2: yeah and so and then her grandma pops up
0: Mm -hmm. and is
2: like 10 feet away you're 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 gonna be in the uh, in the cave
0: take 10 steps into the cave behind you yes and so and and brienne's you know with a little help you know kicking raz into the ravine you know but although Raz is not dead yet, no no, he pops back up and he backstabs Witty, low-key style. Mm-hmm. Except with his hand, rather than a bladed scepter.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, that was so sad. I was so I was like, really I know. <laughs> really? One of the good ones.
0: And then and then Raz wants, wants Nick to accept the call and pull out Excalibur, but because they're not obeying, Raz goes on the whole rust against the wall, killing him next.
1: Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Damn, crap. we're we're picking them off one by one right now." I was stressed for them. You
0: know, it's like three people were killed off here, and then one person killed off in the past. And Raz was part of the group for months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's funny like he was a mole. It's like three. It's like, so why wasn't he looking out for, for Evan, for the fake uh-huh. Evan?
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. <gasps> he was Raz was a fake mole. Raz was a mold.
2: Um, and then. Man. And
0: then, and then an, eagle, an eagle owl swoops in and throws an eagle dagger at Raz's throat, and it shapeshifts into Saul. So now
2: <laughs> he can shapeshift? Wow. We love a shapeshifter.
0: Yes. Okay, I-, I will say something interesting I did point out, I did notice here. I find it interesting that all of the kids who die here, are all guys, and it's just interesting, I- I feel like it's all- Would it be like a purposeful subversion of, say, like, fishing f- women off? You know, like you know, you know the trope of maybe killing off a whole bunch of women.
1: I think that to advance,
0: could, could advance I think, the arc of men.
1: I think that Tracy Dion just uh wanted the the queer women to succeed in this book. <laughs> so she refused to kill them off, and I respect that.
0: Yeah, me I mean too. rid I, of I, white I, men. Yeah. Because I it was interesting, like not you you know, you she could have easily like killed off felicity. Or mm-hmm. you know, was Sarah or tour or but it, it was it was all the boys it was like most most of the boys were killed off. Which making Just,
2: space it, for Alice to come in next book. Yeah, and still True. In yes. one of those spots.
0: Yeah. There, yeah good so point. Alice, Alice could have been killed off, which I've glad she wasn't obviously, but
3: yes.
0: mm-hmm. and then and then Nick gets caught, but he cannot pull out Excalibur. So then we get this whole thing where Bree's spirit grandma says that Vera, the oldest mother is here, and Free gets yanked into a memory trip. And so na- on a memory walk, and so now this is when Bree sees her ancestor, who is a slave of someone named Reynolds and is carrying his baby. And so she has to flee, and she asks the like, spirits, the earth, spirit, for help. And she has like mm-hmm. cut her palm deeply. And it into
1: wasn't Reynolds. She...
2: It wasn't Reynolds.
1: It wasn't Reynolds. She was Davis's oh, uh yeah.
2: Oh.
0: It was Reynolds? Davis's line.
1: Reynolds is for uh, is for Nick. Nick is Reynolds cuz so Davis had a wife and the wife was cheating on Davis with Reynolds and that's when they got pregnant with Nick. And Davis was raping one of the black women on his plantation mm-hmm. and that's how Vera came. Okay. To be,
0: yeah, okay, that's right. Okay, yeah, I, I have, I, yeah, I, I guess I made a mistake in my notes here. I just haven't written that she's ran over slave, so I just assumed that was true. Okay. Okay. Yes. Details. Details.
1: Yeah, that's where. That's why I was like, "Is this where the incest trope comes in?" I was like, "Wait, yeah. was I correct the whole time?" But it was a slight, no. not correct. It was, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. So then that's when. So. So her ancestor she this is when like she she cuts her palm and sticks it into the soil and coats her blood over the fruit and flowers and she binds the power to her and this is when the, the curse starts like she it'll be paying for price one daughter at a time and okay. killing off every woman around thirty five and only allowing on one daughter
2: because this and, she's running away because she real she knows that mm-hmm, yes. the slate hit her owner is going to kill her if she or if he, because he doesn't want this baby to survive, obviously, because he knows that if this baby survives, it'll be the descendant of King Arthur. Um, so she's on the run. He sends the early version of the police after her. Um, and then I forget the name of what they're called. Um, but, and then that's when she was like, she reaches into the soil and she's like, give yeah. me the ability to, like, help me save her. Like, so, and then they're yeah. like, there's gonna yep. be a cost, and then that cost is only one of them will survive, and, or, yes. like, they'll, yeah, all that. Yeah,
0: you know, they don't die around age 35. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and then we also learn that it was Natasha Kane, Saul's mom, who was the police officer at the hospital.
2: Right. It was Cell's and... and they were friends, and that's also where we find out that Faye and... Sells, so f- yeah, Faye, and then sells. Faye mom. and Natasha. Her name We're is friends. right. We're friends, and she was yep. there to like check in and figure out like kind of what happened.
0: Yeah, and I think it's a, it's still a question. Like, wait, it, so Natasha, is she still alive? Then is she still around? That's I which think is you know be. that will that, be exciting to explore in his next book.
3: But
2: then it was a good also point. significant because. She was, when in the hospital, she was fully coherent because he, Cell, yep. was under the impression that she had like kind of lost her mind to the demon blood or whatever. Yep,
0: to, to the demon urges, to the blood, exactly. yeah, because, because she's not under the oath anymore.
2: Exactly. So now there's this chance that everything that the order has been telling them about how they have to abide by the oath and they have to. They're it's wrong. Gonna, it's all wrong. It's all it's a lie. False. Yeah.
0: Yep. Which you know, just, I feel like that also matches more with like the history not right. being untrue. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
2: Don't you know, believe every, these... every, what people tell you.
0: Yeah, just, you know. Yeah, yeah, I know it's like you have you have to do the research and make sure that mm-hmm. you're learning learning the truth. Right. And that and, and that the truth isn't isn't coming from a, a white perspective.
2: Yes. Right. Key word there. Yes.
0: Yes. And then basically Vera is like, "Hey, Free, you ready?" And Free is like, "Sure, sing." And Free pulls out Excalibur because she is Arthur's scion.
1: Yeah. Holy crap!
2: Because she is also a medium and like root crafter and all that. She literally starts speaking as like Arthur comes into her.
0: Yep.
3: And
2: everyone is like. Uh what? <gasps>
1: okay, we
0: can She has her grandma and Oscar in her and there's even a moment where she's like just three heartbeats in her. Mm-hmm. Her own heartbeat and the other two spirit heartbeats. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. That was crazy. And that, that was
0: that was amazing. That was amazing.
1: And then everybody's like, holy shit. And some people kneel and some people don't. Mm-hmm. And she's like, i I, I'm not in control of what I'm saying right now, but you don't have to kneel
2: yeah i yeah. don't want this i
1: arthur's like kneel yeah. <laughs> bow down and to me
0: also, also important to know so also lancelot calls nick and then I, so it nick is to... the
2: second in yeah. line or whatever yeah yes because and of then... the whole ancestors cheating scandal
0: Right, Yes. correct Which then it's like, was it's, it's, it's like legend With was, was Lancelot having the Ferris Grenevere Yeah And it follows along with that whole vessels.
2: And this and... was the moment where I wish I knew the whole myth Or like the whole story of mm. Lancelot I, I didn't know that I didn't know
0: Interesting Yeah, it, it's interesting to look into I would recommend doing that, yes and, I definitely will know. And then, yeah, and then And then, and then, and then Bree and also together they battled some more before killing Raz for good and uh, and and then we learned that uh, Nick's dad and Isaac have have abducted Nick to hold him hostage. so the regions basically so the regions will have to give him what they want before Camden arrives. Mm-hmm. And we also
2: wait the line of Morgan that was the name they're working with so like that diverged um Merlin group that they call the line of morgane mm-hmm. they're working with the shadow born and they're working yeah. in conjunction so now it's like mm-hmm. even like okay we're we're gonna have to make some moves and make some decisions
3: mm-hmm.
2: now that we know that's happening and nick and Dick, nick's dad are mm-hmm. gone and all of that so
0: mm-hmm. yes and then we also learned that davis's on that i think i think we talked about this before but the davis to davis family is not actually davis they're actually Reynolds.
3: Right,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and you know, all, we learned more yeah. stuff. Yep, yep, Lance a lot. and Bree's ancestral line all, all along, safe They've been also scions,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and and then and then Tora called and then Tora called the emissary for the regions, and she calls Bree. She says Bree being called was a mistake, and she dismisses long history of slavery, mm-hmm. and raping. And it just, it shouts, it shouts white privilege True. and entitlement.
1: Yep. <laughs> she
0: did and not want to have I called third ranked. I love that at the moment.
2: That was, yeah. I, I booked that. I marked that. That was iconic. <gasps> Wait, I really want um, yeah, sure. to. Was... Oh yeah, it was Addis like Scion been. of Tristan, right? Bree doesn't have a choice in any of this as far as I can tell. She looks tore up and down, and neither do you, third ranked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that
0: was that was that was a good burn. Yes, <laughs> it was. And and Ad- and Alice has been, and Alice has been studying up on the legend one rules. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then Bree tells s to the truth about his mom. And and, and now they're like, okay, so wait, so what if Merlin's don't have to be swallowed up by their blood?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, what What if the Merlin's don't have to live short lives? Had the order been killing them off all this time, maybe? You know, right. I was think, thinking of that. And, and then, and then, and then I, I like this moment when Sal not carry ad. And so here's the thing. So the definition is can be sweetheart or darling, but in Welsh, it also means
2: love.
1: Screaming, crying, throwing up—they are endgame. <gasps> yes. Uh,
2: yes, I love that. I didn't look. I didn't even think to look that up.
1: I thought about it, but then I didn't. <laughs>
0: <gasps> I know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's a. It's because they don't define it in the book. You know, I. I just had to look this up. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Just a nice little, nice, nice little detail, a little Easter egg. And this one, this is when Bree and then Bri, this is when Bri says, if I concentrate, I can almost feel three heartbeats behind my ribs, different rhythms, different origins on me. And and also in this ending, I she also uses the phrase survive, resist, strive. Mm-hmm. Which okay. I thought that was a good phrase too. And we're ending with her and Sal just taking a walk out on the I think I think the as a query, I think, if I call it mm-hmm. query, right? At, yep. at the end. Mm-hmm.
2: And cause
0: she wanted just, to dump, jump jump. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and, and then yeah, it's she took it she takes the the jump and and that's it, and that's the book. That's the end.
1: Yeah. Woo Woo That was a and beast of it. a book. It was I beast. know.
0: It was long too. I was surprised how, how long it was, but you know, I, I enjoyed it. Again again, I still feel like the exposition could have been handled a little a little differently, just to make it a bit easier mm-hmm. to process. And it was kind of like you know again blood and ash sort of problem, but overall it was really lovely. And and again, and again I, I do recommend reading the, the author's notes and just what you know what Tracy Dion talks about in that like you know about about the, about grief and how she how you know how she was building the, the magic system and the root craft. You know that was fascinating and. She and she talks about different different details that would uh, so for example like the 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 car monument there's no car monument in real life that was in, that was in the book, but the other details are real like again the the, the segregated and unmarked graves, uh, were apparently there was someone named a Jordan a Jordan a real a real person who apparently I guess he was like violent against an an unnamed woman. So maybe that's where mm-hmm. it came from. Yeah, and you know, you went to see Chapel Hill, and and and, to, and again, there is no there's no early college program that was again made out for the book, but you know, got to find a way to you know wedge the wedge the, the teenagers they the sixteen year olds.
2: For sure. Oh, wait, I also have. So with the early college program, does that mean they're gonna graduate college like two years early because they went in at sixteen? Is that the whole thing? I don't know. Because they kept saying Cell was a junior, but he was only eighteen. So because if he was in the EC Hmm, program and started it at sixteen, then he technically would have been a junior. So like I was I didn't know if it was like a kind of like a high school exchange where they just did Mm -hmm. their like high school credits at college Mm -hmm. or if they were actually starting college two years early.
1: So, yeah, I'm on. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't think that gonna, much into it, know. but that's a good point.
2: Oh, because they mentioned yeah. like three times that Cell was a junior, and he, and then saying he was yeah. 18, and I was like, "What?
1: You're right.
0: Mm-hmm. No, that, that's interesting. Yes, I, I, I didn't think about that, but yeah.
2: I was very yeah. interested in Cell in case you didn't notice.
0: So. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> Yeah, and, and also I also like how Tracy Dion, she also says that she uses she used the word root specifically because root has such a powerful meaning in the context of, of like, Black culture, specifically, mm-hmm. like, in movies and music. Like, the word root has a lot of meaning behind it, a, a lot of weight. So that's why she, mm-hmm. used, she used the term root specifically for rootcraft in this book. And, yeah, I, I just really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed this book, and obviously we all did. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad we we're oh, able yeah, to talk about
1: it now absolutely
2: yeah i'm excited for the next one
1: me too
0: yeah blood blood marked is the name of the next one
1: Ooh, interesting okay. yeah oh, and, and breathe Cell and breed. more cell. less nick
0: <laughs> yeah so do you have any uh, extra comments you want to make about legend one before you move on to good words
2: think so i think i really th- talked about all of my favorite bits and pieces and significant aspects um yeah again like i said it was just like this was such a nostalgic read for me and
3: mm-hmm.
2: it definitely makes me i think when book talk got really big and like there were recommendations for ya fantasy books i bought i impulsively bought a bunch and then i never read them and they're just sitting around right now but yeah. I feel like now I'm like, okay, I could start reading YA fantasy again and maybe actually appreciate it. So that's exciting.
0: Yeah. That's-
1: yeah, I think yeah, that I this was a it was a great read and I really enjoyed uh how funny it was. It was very funny, it was witty, it was pretty fast paced and uh Maybe I'm a little too dumb to understand some of the very complicated hierarchy aspects of the book, but I think uh, between now and when the second one comes out, I'll do a little more diving into the King Arthur vibes Uh, (laughs) and, and give myself a head start for maybe having a better understanding of how all of the different positions work together yes
0: uh yeah so i guess i i, I again i just really love this book and uh, the journey that three goes on and the representation and just again having a re- reading a story about a about a, a, a black a black female lead and just everything that's built around that and uh the dynamic the dynamic between her and Sal, you know, as as we kept saying, you know, yeah, I, I'm pumped for I'm pumped for, pumped for blood Absolutely. Again, like Absolutely. Again, like like I said before, it's really great to have a book like this exist, yes. and just it wouldn't it would have come, it wouldn't have been able to come out again like a, de- a decade or two ago, but it's good to have this out now.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, so. So those are all our thoughts on Legendborn, and now let's move on to Good Words. Now, this, this is a segment where each of us gets to recommend something. A book, a movie, a TV show, a podcast, et cetera. So, I go
2: first? Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> yes, Sam, yes, Sammy. So, yeah. What, what, probably- are
2: you, what are you... Uh, I'm probably it stealing it for
1: Sam. I think from- you are stealing it from me. No, I know exactly what you're going to say. You are stealing it from me. I spent this whole podcast thinking about what I was going to say, and you are about to steal it from me. I can see it in your eyes. Okay, okay. go ahead. Go ahead. I'll think of another one. Sam, Damn it.
2: We just um, are the next books we're recording right now are Hank Green. You bitch. Oh, that's not what I was going to
1: recommend. Oh, my God. Go ahead. Oh, okay. they fine.
2: They're fine. Oh, I know what you're recommending. Then. I are. was
1: fuming because I was like, "No way!"
2: Sorry.
1: <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. My bad.
2: So the next, I had heard, I like Hank Green is such an icon. Like all of his Crash Course, him and John, all of that, you know. Um, and I knew he had a duology. Sam had been bugging me to read it for forever, and I finally did. And I shit you not, I read the first book in one day. I could not put it down. It was so good. It was so funny. And I'm in the middle of the second one now. And it's just, like, it's amazing to me how, like, I don't know many people who have actually read his books. Everyone reads John Green, his brother, John's books. Because, like, Looking for Alaska, The Fault in Our Stars and all of that. But
0: oh, Hank Pepper Green's Halland. books.
2: Yeah. Hank Green's books are so him Like you can Mm. feel him on every single page of the book. And he's because he's like kind of an internet personality, it's just like it's such an extension of who he is. It's oh, it's just so good. It's so I highly recommend it's an absolutely remarkable thing in a beautifully foolish endeavor.
1: Yes, they are so good. I will baby piggyback off of Sammy there because I do highly like every single person I think should read Hank's books. Like Uh, i'm so glad you finally got around to them because it feels doesn't it feel like this is a piece of you that's been missing for your entire life yeah um my wreck that i thought you were gonna steal from me but you didn't so look at us we're cool um is is the uh the bad luck bridesmaid by allison rose greenberg um which we are covering soon um i think it's going to be among some of the next popular books. It was published this January. I read it last September as an ARC. And it's just so good. It's more women's fiction, I'd say, than romance. But it's got a cute little cartoon cover and a dream. And I freaking love that book. And I'm very excited to cover it soon. Um, and I think everybody should read it. I think it could be as big as Beach read was if more people grab it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, okay, yeah, um Bath I remember you recommend I remember you talking about that on the podcast on Hotcover Hose and I don't shut up yeah, about
1: it, so <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, and then so yeah, so I have to add that to the TPR pile and then you know what I actually have not read any of the green books. Head on Green, Hank Green. I've not read any really? of the books.
1: Oh my god, you weren't chronically <laughs> online in two thousand thirteen and <Nope>. mentally unwell. <laughs> no good for you oh jinx yeah granted
0: i was just like a baby i was like 15 back in 2013 and i wasn't nearly as big into into the books back then but
2: i can't do math how old are you
1: we're the same age (laughs) i'm
0: 23 yeah yeah, we're the same
1: age yeah I think
0: mean, that's funny. Yeah.
1: Okay. I think I've just been chronically online since I was 11, so I'm a veteran, yeah. man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Okay.
0: I, I, you know, I, feel like, I do feel like I do have to go to down the, to the Green Books sometimes. Yeah.
1: That's your homework, Arthur. Your homework is to go read all of the Green Brothers books.
2: Both okay,
0: brothers. Uh, uh, yes. 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 Both of them. Of course. Of course. Of course. And alright and then so as for me my good word is going to be uh, giving support to Ukraine okay And oh, no okay. wait
1: not, not no, no not us not, come on dude not us being me picking like a women's fiction wreck with a cartoon cover that's purple and then okay, you being like good, let, me be, choice, let me be the, the voice for humanity real quick
0: well, hey, you know what? For you, if that's how, you, if that's what you feel is powerful for you, that's good. That's, I'm that's, crying. That's that's, <laughs> instru- that's 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 what instru- that's what you. That's what you want to choose. For we just got bamboozled. I mean, <laughs> well, oh. for me personally, I just want to give a good word for for you know doing some good for for Ukraine for giving support to them because there's a whole bunch of crap going on over there right now, obviously. He is being a ruthless, a ruthless little dick weasel. True. and he is invading Ukraine. It is totally unnecessary, and citizens have to be armed with 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 weapons, with with, gu- with guns, and they have to make petrol bombs. He also specifically instructed them to make petrol bombs. That's how bad it's getting. They're arming the citizens. Wow.
2: Yeah. And so really sad.
0: So specific. So specifically, there are a lot of foundations uh, that you can go to. So like you can make donations to. So like there's like there's like UNICEF, there's uh, doctors, there's Uh There's also Children's Voices. It provides uh, it provides so- support like psychological support to children who are who've been affected by the war. Territory of Kindness that provides assistance to children in the military. A whole bunch of foundations out there, and I'll, I'll I'll include links to them in the in the show notes. But
2: for the record, yeah, just... Sam and I both also care about what's happening in Ukraine, and
1: if I knew that was on the table,
2: I would have put I would have said that. But
1: and to be fair, if we had recorded yesterday, my good word Wreck, would have been the Project for Awesome charity live stream that went on for the past forty eight hours from Friday. At noon to this morning, uh, in which John and Hank actually, bringing it back to the Green Brothers, John and Hank uh, raised three million plus dollars for charity, uh, including efforts going to the Ukraine. So if if this had been a better placed timing, (laughs) maybe I would have looked more (laughs) like a good person.
0: Yeah, and 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 if you and and if you and if you can't uh, and if you can't afford to make donations, like I personally, I'm financially strapped at the moment, so I actually can't afford to make a donation right now, even though I really want to. But if if, you, if you, even if you can not make donate money, just like just post about it on social media, you know, spread the words. Just be aware, do do you know, look into this issue. Be aware, be aware of what the hell is going on. Just yeah. you know, do you know, do something about it, even if you can't afford to make a donation but it's just, re- it's, it's really, imp- it's really important. And I agree. I can't, I, a few weeks ago, like I, I, I've been looking at this for a while for the past few weeks. And I'm just like, it's been slowly, like this disaster has slowly been crawling onto the world. And I was just been like, oh no, when is this going to happen? And I was hoping diplomacy would avert to the situation, but that's not what's happening. That's not what ha- what's happening so far. Unfortunately, yeah. Pe- Pe- people time. are dying. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So those, those are our good words. And now we can, uh, now, uh, Sam and Sammy, let's let's plug your socials and your podcast. You know, what do you want to promote?
1: Uh, I mean, we are hardcover hoes. We're a long-distance book club where two book lovers express their feelings on their book of the moment via podcast. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, we are hardcover hoes pretty much everywhere. Do we post? Probably not, but um, we are there, and we are always lurking.
2: We have a Discord <laughs> server that I wish was more active.
1: You're right. Already? It,
2: it, it was when oh. we first made it. There were we got like 400 people who joined from all over the world, and we were all talking about book recommendations and of all the, all different kinds, and talking about book plots and things like that and it was so much fun and then we fell off the face of the earth for like six months and totally lost it so yeah and lost 90
1: percent of the people in there too yeah
2: yeah so if that were to get big like more people would join that and participate i think that would be very fun
1: true so join our discord server yeah.
0: You're back to the podcast now, so hopefully yeah, you can regrow the following. Yeah, Discord. It's funny because I actually was, was recently invited to a, a book, like a book club Discord server, and I haven't been able to go on it much. But I, I still, like, I still need to, to to actually download the Discord app on my phone. Oh, okay. I need, I need to get around to that so I can actually participate in the book club more often because they'll be having their first discussion, to Saturday. Oh yeah, so fun. It's
2: yeah,
0: yeah,
2: I, yeah. So I,
0: I'll have to uh, join your. I'll have to join your server as well. Definitely, absolutely.
1: Please Let's do. Let's make it yeah. feel more like a cool place again. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. All right. So, so your know, socials, yeah, hot couple hoes, and yeah, it's, yeah, it's a podcast. Yeah, definitely. And all right. And and as for my socials, uh, you can find this podcast on Twitter at two underscore sense critic. And my personal Twitter account is at Osweir underscore Ant18. If you want to email me, you can reach me at email centscritic at yahoo.com. You can check my blog at centscritic.com. And you can also find me on Goodreads, Goodpods, and Storygraph. All that, you know, Osweir Howell and also at Osweir underscore Ant18. And make sure you subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, where we listen to podcasts on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, etc. And give a give give a star rating on Spotify as well. And so yeah, so that's it for the Legend 1 discussion. And I want to thank you, Sam and Sammy, for coming on here. This was really fun.
2: Of course. Thanks
1: for having us.
2: Thank you.
0: You're welcome. And until next time, stay healthy and stay strong.